I think they could hear that in the beginning guaranteed <laughs> even though i'm gonna overlay it with the actual theme yeah i wonder if it shouldn't be very loud when we have it playing in here oh, i'm just gonna overlay it with the other music and you won't even notice all right oh yeah hi welcome to the couple of critics podcast i'm an irritated sam hi <laughs> hi <laughs> welcome to couple of critics podcast i am michelle sam's wife and uh, we're a couple of people who uh, have pretty different interests in things, and we like to share the things that we like with each other, and then we talk about it. Boom. That's what we do. That's how we is. And this is a Sam week. Yeah. But we'll get to that here yeah. in a little bit. So, at least we're able to get something recorded. Yes, because I fucking hate technology, and both computers we own, I would love to bash with a fucking hammer. Actually, no, not a hammer. With my bare fists so I can feel the keys come off as it pops off. Someone sent us a free computer. For the record, that one came from my grandparents' house, so that one's technically mine. And the other one still belongs to Kirk. Well, he's about to get a smashed piece of shit back. Technology's driving me crazy, people. Nothing works. That we have. We are back to the old way of recording things. It's rough. It's stupid. It's all because of computers and supposed technology that's supposed to make my life easier. It doesn't. It makes me crazy. It sure does. <laughs> it definitely makes you crazy. It makes me scream at computer. It makes me scream at inanimate objects and say, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. It makes you storm in the door. It's screaming sometimes. Yep. You're just already on edge. Uh, yeah. Already I'm, at a 10. I'm pissed off, man. It's it's 10 very quick. Very quick to 10. Pissed off. That's because I'm always riding at 7 now, it seems. So it's like a three-digit jump. I just, nothing, nothing fucking works anymore. Three nothing fucking works. Three-digit jump right up the tuggets. <laughs> I don't have the goddamn money to fix anything because house arrest is taking everything. Yeah, it sure is. I'm spending more money on this house arrest than I ever did on pot. Yeah. On a weekly basis. Oh, for sure. So nobody gave me that shit. We're like, well, you were buying pot before. Not this much. (laughs) 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 Motherfuckers. It sucks. Anyway, like she said, it's a sand week. But I want you to tell everyone your story of what happened to you today. Yeah, speaking of (laughs) things that are crazy, um, I... Picked up some Chinese food for us for dinner. Some Chinese. I got some food from Chinese place here in town. And it's not even called. Is it just called Chinese buffet? China buffet. China buffet. China. That's a terrible name. They don't even have a real name. It's just here's what we are. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty appropriate, uh, though. Kinda. It used to be called China Walk mm-hmm. until it got they sold sold but it's better than it was before i would say i would say it's an improvement yeah yeah i would say so it's pretty much the same food yeah but there's not like stained carpets and stained walls and there's not chicken sitting out for raw chicken sitting out for two hours Mm -hmm. that's why we stopped going to china walk eventually yeah and i think that the quality of the food was getting worse and they weren't keeping things stocked as well I just didn't give a shit by the end of it. It was the classic stop giving a shit. Yeah, it was bad. But, but yeah, we yeah. ate there tonight. So speaking of that, well, I brought some home. B 
because Sam can't go places. I can't leave. But so there was a delay in them receiving the online order. Um, but I was fine with waiting, driving home with the food. And uh, out of nowhere, I see four cop cars chasing a vehicle off of I don't, it would be an off ramp off of the interstate. Um, and the car went off the road. So it came over the overpass and the car just went into a ditch. And as I'm coming up by it, which for me, living in a small, uh, for us, this I just never happens. Living in a small town. Some people won't be like, ah, oh, so what? There was a chase. This was, for us, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> so I'm like right next to four cop cars, guns drawn, screaming at this person to get out of their vehicle. A, uh, German Shepherd losing its fucking mind. Police dog? A police dog yeah. just, I mean, <laughs> just ready to be let go. To be deployed onto mm-hmm. someone's arm just, as it locks on with its canine. Just being hyped up. And I mean, it was just an intense situation that was really close. And I don't know how it happened, but we did hear more alarms later. Sirens. Sirens. Alarms. Yeah, someone set their alarms and we heard them. But yeah. It's shit went down, so we might we're gonna find out tomorrow or later tonight <clears throat> we'll what the hell went down. At some point, what happened? Oh but yeah, it. I mean, they had four police cars on them from the interstate before they even made it to our town. So they might have called in the local boys too. Add about five more cops. <clears throat> would they have? But I mean, they would have had to had gone to New Point to come around to be from that direction, right? What do you mean? I was calling the local boys. Hey, Batesville, we need help. Come on down. It's only four cops. Usually in that kind of crazy-ass situation. It's still a lot when it's like in the middle of the country, essentially, like right before you get to our exit. But like if it's a chase, they'll get more than four cops on that eventually. It was just four cops on the interstate. They're going to call in the local boys and be like, we need help. Oh, you mean that that's what the other sirens were? It could have been that or an ambulance. Oh, my God. Or both. I feel like we're close enough that we may have heard a gunshot. I didn't hear a gunshot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Which would be fucking crazy in this town, too. I was, when As I was driving away from it, I was just like, oh, my God. Am I going to hear a gunshot? Like, this is crazy. Well, you could have heard a gunfight. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I have no, what it, no idea what was happening, but clearly someone was fleeing and uh, just went right into a ditch. It was kind of pathetic. I never understand fleeing unless it's a stolen car. I because mean, if it's your car, you're fucked. You might as well just stop. Because if you're fleeing in that, they're just going to go, we got your license plate, we already know whose car it is. You're most likely the person that was in the car, even if you got out and ran away, but and you, you got away with it. don't want them to know who you are. But if you're in a stolen car, then it makes sense to me, because if you have the chance... To get out of that car in a way, they'll never know who you were. Except when I was in jail and we were watching like high speed chase stuff, they get helicopters now that have thermal cameras on them and they just stay up top. You don't even know the fucking helicopters up there. Mm-hmm. And they just, they see you because you're a bright white, you're running, so you're full of heat. You're and they red. just see you and they're like, hey, he's hiding by that bush behind that house right there. Mm-hmm. The cops, they'll get you. You might as well just stop, motherfucker. Oh my goodness. But Just yeah, for me, for it was very titillating. And <laughs> her nips were hard as diamonds. <laughs> yeah. 
They cut French fries on the way home. Wait, I didn't have French fries. <laughs> they cut broccoli. <laughs> but somehow they still cut French fries. I don't know. It was you weird. You drove by McDonald's and you heard a slice. Whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh. That was their nipples I, I cutting fries. I have two of them. So I assume if they're both working correctly, it should be... Whoosh, whoosh. If they're both working correctly. Correctly. <laughs> Unless they're supposed to be in sync and I only hear one because it's two perfectly at the same time. That's what I was thinking. Like a samurai sword. <laughs> In sync. Anyway. Well, tits, first of all, (laughs) most body parts, one to the other, aren't the exact same. Hands, feet, tits, eyes, all of it. No. One of my ear holes is definitely bigger than the other. Really? You've noticed that? Uh Uh-huh. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Microphone. I was going to say camera. Are one of your nostrils bigger than the other? Because they look shaped differently. Really? That one looks wider. The one know. that you probably have been digging in more. I was because say, it's which your, one do I pick more? It's your right side, so <laughs> it's like your pointer, your yeah. more dominant side. It would be the one I probably pick more, just out of boredom. So yeah, that one looks like it's been stretched wider, and the other one looks like more slender. <laughs> so this one, yeah, slender, this one's more like Herman man. Munster with makeup, and this one's like Herman Munster without makeup. It's like Slenderman nostril on the the left side, Slenderman, and then on the right side, it can be whatever you want. You know what I hate? When people don't admit that they pick their nose. You fucking pick your nose. I know you do. Oh, I pick my nose all the time. Everyone does. At least once. I have had three farts, like large farts, since this has started. Since we've sat down? No. Since Since we hit record on this very podcast? On this one, not the one that we started before. Oh, yeah. We've already... We had six minutes down of a podcast before, and then that piece of shit computer... Stopped working again. It freezes like a motherfucker. I hate it. There was an echo. Yeah, my gu- my guitars pick up and like reverberate. See, watch reverberation. <laughs> and there's it. a drum set symbol over there. I heard too. Echo, echo, uh, echoic. You know what echoic means? I do not. That's like things that echo. Yes, things that are echoes. Sure, echoic is when a sound takes you back. To like a past thing in your head. Like if you hear a song and it goes, oh, that reminds me of my dad when we were at Kings Island, blah, 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 blah. That's called a coic. Interesting. That's similar to. I mean, because that's but that's specific to sound. Sound specific to sound. I'm sure there's specific to smell. You know how smells take you back. Well, just the whole thing is like. Typically, you would use, the, like the idea of something that would trigger that would be like a mnemonic device, but that kind of covers all of the senses. Mm-hmm. So. I got a mnemonic notion about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're, you've got a demonic notion. I've got a demonic notion because I'm always stressed out because I can't smoke pot. <laughs> well, in the aggressive <laughs> sense of your local, current, common, everyday state. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you have for me, Sam? What have we been listening to? We listen to an album this week that actually probably calms me down. But it's it's metal. It's fucking metal, man. Some guys would say that it's not, and we'll get into that. But this week, okay. we listen to Mudvayne's first studio, major studio release, LD50. Old poop vein. Old poop vein. Yeah, it is. Yep, that's so a, what a, it is. A mud vein is specifically the vein and like shrimp or. It's not even, I don't even know why they call it a vein. I guess it's a vein because it's small. It's just a poop chute. It's a tube. Yeah. Poop tube. I mean, we have a poop chute, too. We don't call that a fucking mud vein. 
I mean, it technically is, though. It technically is, but you shouldn't call it a vein. It's not like blood flows through it. But it'd be the whole intestine situation, right? Like, you'd take the whole digestive tract. Yeah, they're supposed to remove the poop chute, the mud vein. Well, don't fool yourself, girl. In a, go right up your poop in, in higher quality shrimps, they're supposed to remove that stuff. Higher quality shrimps. Shrimps. But you don't like shrimps, so you never have to worry about that. So you're talking like if you buy a not like a bag of frozen battered shrimp that you just need to shrimp that you just need to like put in the oven or something and bake. Is it demud veined? Is there going to be a? I'm going to say there's going to be a poop shoot in there. Depends on the quality. Depends on how cheap that bag was. I mean, I'm sure. Don't fool yourself. I'm girl. sure the lower companies. They've all got the poop shoot. Yeah, I'm sure the lower companies just fucking go for it. Just batter it up. They're never going to see it. I'm sure they've almost all of them have poop shoots. Poop shoots. Not the good ones. You buy shrimp cocktail, that's good. You can buy shrimp cocktail that's shitty, oh, that's, and you see it. Because I was well, I was going to say because you can see it. I would assoom that it would be all depoop shooted. Not all. Some I, I'm going to bet that some people like the poop shooting. <laughs> I mean, well, that's definitely true. <laughs> but at the same time, we all know Mel does. Do you think that it's just a poor job? Like they tried to. Devein it no. and didn't. No, I think it's it's either demud veined or it's not. I think it's just this bag is six ninety nine and this bag is three ninety nine. Don't ask why. You can't find shrimp that cheap, can you? If it's got the poop shoot in it, still. <laughs> I don't know. I just chose a fucking number out of the blue. I could have said three thousand dollars or could have said one dollar. Uh... I don't fucking know. I'm just spouting out numbers. I'm not. I might even be wrong. Maybe it's commissioned now that all poop veins have to come out. I don't know. If there are allowed to be so much of a percentage of feces or whatever in food in general, then I assume that there's maybe a a poop shoot percentage (laughs) that's allowed to exist. The PCP? (laughs) The poop shoot percentage? (laughs) You know that that's an S, right? Not a C. Shoot is? Yeah. Isn't shoot spelled C-H-U-T-E? Oh, like shoots and ladders. Yeah. I'm thinking like shoot. No, not like shoot, bang, bang. I'm thinking like <laughs> shooting poop out of your ass. Oh, no. A poop shoot, like a laundry shoot. That's, that's correct. That's why, okay. PCP. I was incorrect. <laughs> All right. Let's get this album started because it's a fucking long poop one. shoot. Ah, poop shoot. So, right. Sam. Yes. When did this come out? I don't know. I didn't do any of that information. Shouldn't it be available on the information description? Maybe, but I'd have to go look at it, which is what I did not do. Here we go. Go look at it? Like, leave the room? It was released in... Wow, that was that late? August 22nd, 2000. I thought it was like 1998. No, but you would still have been... In middle school, right? You would have been a fresh... No. Yeah, freshman. That does not seem right. Mm-hmm. Getting huh. ready to be a freshman, I guess, because that would have been the summer right before hmm. being fresh people. Interesting. I thought it was earlier. I thought I was in eighth grade. That don't make no sense to me. Well, it would have been, I mean, between eighth yeah, grade and like, freshman year. I thought I had memories of hanging out with he who shall be bleeped. Well, even though I don't give a shit anymore. Even though his name definitely oh, his name's been out episode. there. You can find it if you want it. Don't say it. Though. <laughs> I guess I think I still hung out with him when I listened to this album. 
And he I was did still not... around in high school. Oh, wait, I did hang out with him as a freshman. You're right. All right, we're back. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. But... My memory's back. We're, we're here. We're back. But yeah, I guess August 22nd, 2000. And this was their first studio? First major studio release, yeah. They had this demo that they self-produced before. Or an album is called Kill Iota, which I do enjoy. So they hadn't been around for like a long time before this. They didn't have like... Because sometimes artists will have like three or four oh, albums yeah. under their belt before they get an actual deal. No, Kill Iota came out in 1997. So they figured out their kind of sound. I think they had a different bass player or a different drummer. Maybe both. I don't really know. If you know your Mudvayne history, I'm sorry. I just don't know. And then... I've shown so far that I know very little about poop shoots. <laughs> poop shoot. And then they got together... I think... I know that the uh, Sean Crayon, I don't know how you say his name, spelled C-R-A-H-A-N, he's the clown from Slipknot, he produced this album, or was one of the co-producers, Okay. which is interesting because I specifically remember a time when it was like, well, you, Mudvayne's just a Slipknot ripoff, and it's like, well, I mean, they worked together, it's not, it's not a ripoff, and it doesn't sound anything like it if you ask me. Aren't they all technically clowns in Slipknot? No. Boom crash. Oh, I thought you literally meant they all dress like clowns. Just keep going, I'm sorry. She's just insulting some of people's favorite bands. <laughs> Kent. It's just because they dress up in gear. They act like clowns, yo. And They, they just had something crazy going on. And they get silly. Yeah, uh, they had to not play last night because in Mexico they like broke the barricade. And uh, it was called Knotfest. They do a festival now called Knotfest. And, like uh, K cannot, yeah, yeah, okay. like Slipknot best, and uh, they fucking broke the barricade in Mexico, and just they were like, "Well, I mean, if we're not going to be safe, and you guys aren't going to be safe. We're not playing tonight." So nobody got to see Evanescence and Slipknot, which is weird that Evanescence is on Not Fest, but people love that fucking band, Evanescence. I didn't know that they were still touring. I didn't either until today when I read this story. Oh, wait. I think they did put out a new album at some point earlier this year. I'm totally unaware. I'm but not I've never been into Evanescence. We should start this album. Yeah. There are like 16 tracks or some shit. Yeah, and a lot of <clears throat> bullshit, too. Like this. Monolith. It's just a bunch of noise. Oh... Space sounds. I read that this is actually was a giant track. Not giant track, but it was all one. And then they separated it into pieces to put on this album. So I guess there's a special re-release of another album. Maybe this album, I don't know. But you can just listen to this as one. Which I don't know why you would. Because it's not enjoyable for me to listen to in the small pieces. I do not like interludes. I do not like non-real songs in the middle of albums. Especially since nothing is happening. I don't understand the point of including this. Now, I do understand this because there seems to be a recurring theme yeah. of psychedelics. Yeah, it's that one dude. I can't remember his name. Uh, can't find him. There he is. Fucking Terrence McKenna. Who was like a... They call him a psychonaut. Because he always talks about, like, psilocybin and the connection between you and the, the world with psychedelics and stuff, which he's not the first to do it, but he was a very big 
proponent for all that shit. He's not wrong. I don't even want to listen to this shit. This is going to make this podcast longer. Well, you should just uh, fade it. I mean, you should just, like, let it play until... Because yeah. it kind of fades anyway. It does. It kind of rolls in, It so. does. And I'm afraid that the volume is going to come in and be like... I'm okay with it. I can get through it. But I have always skipped all these tracks. All and I'm going to make a confession. I didn't fucking listen to them when I was supposed to be listening to them this week either. So, as we Did you to once it, at all? No, I've always hated them. I've always gotten real bored and been like, this doesn't need to be here. And I just turn it. So now we're on to the first single. They released three singles, and this is Dig, which is the song that got me into Mudvayne, which I'm sure was a lot of people. This is the only song that I knew, that I confidently knew. Yeah. But this was a song that was out. Yeah, this was a huge song. Plus, I feel like I've heard Kent at... I don't know if it's been a karaoke or something, but I, I definitely associate this sound with Kent. But I feel like, and we talked about it, because I've talked about him sounding like he has kind of like a Phil Anselmo inspiration, but I hear this guy as well. And I don't know names of people. Uh, his real name is Chad Gray, but his name on this album was Cud, K-U-D. That's how we all were introduced to him. All four of them have their own like nicknames, nicknames or you know, their stage names. Or I whatever like Cud call it. better. Yeah. Then, what is it, Chad? Chad Gray. Hi, I'm Chad. But I don't know. Chad Coger is pretty hardcore. Yeah, super hardcore <laughs> with his ramen noodle hair. I always make fun of people's ramen noodle heads. You do. <laughs> That's really only one person that you make fun of, even though you love ramen noodles. So it's weird to use that as an insult. I don't love ramen noodles. They're just a necessity at times, like when you're giving house arrest too much fucking money. This is one of those albums that it changed me as a human being. I got into metal because of like Slipknot and Mudvayne. Now I said earlier some guys would not consider this metal. They consider like new metal and like pussy metal. It's so fucking heavy compared to like what those guys would consider heavy. Yeah, like I don't see why it matters. <laughs> People, I mean, they're different versions of metal this you can't say this doesn't fall into a category of metal that's no. insane they call it math metal back in the day but i i honestly i don't think this song is bad it's a song that's been in my head a lot of the week oh really yeah because it's it's the one that i think is you know, kind of radio, not radio friendly, but you know what I mean. Like, it makes sense that it was released as a single. This was, I can't even describe how it changed me. Like, I remember Kent and I. And, it opened you up to a new world. And he who shall not be named. Uh, we obsessed over this song. We obsessed over this band. He and I have the same initials. Yeah, you do. Which is me. Me. So like, I I remember having a, a huge shift and like I started dressing differently, I started talking differently. I like I had finally found music that was mine. You know when you do that and you're finally like, oh this is mine. Like sure my mom mm -hmm. introduced me to stuff and I knew rock and roll. I knew like the Doors and Hendrix and all that shit. But it was like that was handed to me. This was whoa. 
This is a sound that's new. This is me. Holy fuck. For me, that was probably Mariah Carey. Yeah. So I understand. Mariah I mean, Carey. I mean, I started wearing a chain or a wallet chain. I didn't change how I dressed or anything. Nothing has ever made me change how I look. Yeah, but don't you think you were kind of already in the Mariah Carey world of dressing? Like, just. You think like I dress like Mariah Carey? No. Mariah Carey? I'm, I mean, like, Mariah Carey, in my mind, doesn't have people who dress a certain way. Like, metal kids dress a certain way. Mariah Carey, just to me, is just like normal everyday it's clothes. Like, no, it's like high fashion. She always wears like sparkly I'm dresses. I'm not talking about her, though. I'm talking about her fans. Like, it just seems like normal people. Like, they would just dress, they would just shop at regular stores. If you're in a mud vein and slipknot, you shopped at fucking Hot, Hot Topic. Hot Topic, baby. Yeah. You, you got the bracelets and the. Or Goodwill. Belts. Got the bracelets. Uh, I've walked into Hot Topic maybe four times in my entire life, and every time it has been a goddamn disappointment. Wait, only four times in your entire life? I hated it then. Oh, come on. I have gone into Hot Topic every time I've been able to. Really? I huh. didn't. I, I've not bought things many times, but I've yeah. always thought it was interesting to look at stuff. I went to Spencer's a lot. I did too, but see, they would always have kind of like a Spencery section in the back as well. Yeah. Where they'd have like adult stuff. Yeah. And I was allowed to look at stuff That's like true. that. So I was oh, just. Yeah. So it gave me the opportunity to see like more grown up stuff, uh-huh. but like crude grown up stuff. That's exactly which what appealed I went to, to me. <laughs> and I like Spencer's as well. <laughs> I'd walk straight to the back and be like, this thing has boobs on it. Well, and that's the thing. No matter what, like, you're going to find on their wall of t-shirts, you're going to find, like, some band or something that appeals to you because it's not only, uh, like, rock bands and stuff and musicians. You'll also have, like, pop culture, like, game-type stuff. Yeah. And whatever. Like, you find, like, Mario things and uh, Bob wow. Ross shirts yeah. and whatever. I think that shifted after, like, 2002. Because, like, I remember Hot Topic, like, strict coal chamber shirts, slipknot shirts, mudvane shirts, corn shirts out the fucking asshole. It almost seemed like three-fourths of the wall of shirts was corn. And then you're, ooh, I don't know if that picked up on the microphone. That was a fart. No, it sounded like a chair (laughs) adjustment. Nope, that was a butthole adjustment. Gotcha. And then, like, Jinko jeans... Underneath the corn. Jinko. This was a specific time. Even though I I think I'm conflating the times because that was in middle school. I remember middle school kids wearing all the Jinko shit. I didn't really go when I was in middle. I can't remember going much when I was in middle school. Yeah. So I think high school would have been more my time. I remember. And and like after I graduated. I remember a kid in middle I school constantly wearing corn shirts. Had like a corn shirt for every day. And then huge fucking jeans with a fucking huge chain coming off of it. See, this is my point. Is it Trees Brother? Here, I'm going to hit play on the next song. Uh, this is Internal Primates Forever. But I didn't go to Hot Topic because I thought it was too fucking easy for some reason. Like, oh, that's where you... This is still corporate. I, don't, I didn't even think about it in this way, like, corporate. But I would go to the hardware store to get my fucking chain for the chain wallet. Yeah. I would go to the hardware store and buy nails and a leather strap and make my fucking wristband. I didn't go to the Hot Topic and buy the one that's pre-made. I, I've just always had this I don't know, hatred of 
commercialism, even though I love commercialism because it's all commercial in the same way. What's up? I'm just listening. Sorry. There's a part of the song. Is it this? <laughs> I enjoy the bass in this song quite a bit. The bass is killer in the whole fucking album. But this song, it really stood out to me the first time I listened to it, even. Like, it immediately got me, and I was just kind of like, oh. And I was kind of like air bassing to it, like, immediately. And I was kind of surprised. <laughs> uh. This album is awesome for the bass. And actually, I read a review earlier of this album. I guess critics hated this fucking album when it came out. And the Did they change their mind over time? I don't know. Sometimes they retract yeah. opinions. I would assume because, you ask me if you go through the Mudvayne discography. Well, this is the only one I listen to, by the way. I think you, would, you could not deny that this was one of their best. And I know Kent... He thinks this is still the best out of Mudvayne mm-hmm. albums, and he didn't stray away from them. I mean, he eventually did, but he did gave them a chance on their next album and the next album. I did not. Did they <laughs> stop? Like, are they still making they are, music? No, they're not a band okay. anymore. I didn't think so. They stopped. Chad Gray started a band called Hell Yeah with Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Hell yeah. And it sucks. I'm sorry for his Hell Yeah fans out there, but I fucking can't stand Hell it. Hell yeah. It's like Chad Gray has such amazing written lyrics on this album, and it almost seems like, it sounds shitty to say, but it seems like he put it all out on this album. And then after that, it's like, especially now, he's got songs that are written, like the vocals are just, yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh, Hell yeah. fight, uh, strength. All right. Right this, here. This is when, this is when I, it was just like, whoa. I'm just like, yeah. And I think... Him being hired as the bass player, I think, changed their whole sound because it has it, a really groovy sound right yeah, here. It's really good. I was surprised by it. And, uh, but somebody in that review said the only saving grace is the less Claypool-like bass every once in a while. And I don't hear the less, but I do hear the heavy bass prominent thing because metal a lot of times does not. It's not, like, about the bass. It doesn't put bass on the forefront? No. And a lot of times, there's jokes about how you can't even hear the fucking bass. Like, there's a Metalocalypse episode where they're like, oh, this mix sounds terrible. Let's turn the bass down. It's just they keep turning the bass down so it's almost inaudible. I think it's hard, too, to get a really good bass tone amidst all the distortion. Vocal distortion, guitar distortion. It's hard to get that clean bass to come through mm-hmm. and make it sound good. And they did it. Especially on this album. I really can't speak for any of the other albums. I stopped listening after this. Yeah. I remember getting the next one and being like insulted. Which happened so many times. So you did actually listen to it, you just weren't into it. I think so, but knowing me I probably listened to two songs and went, nope, it sucks. <laughs> it's not the first album. I don't know these songs. <laughs> I'm not a good fan. I mean, I understand that, I mean, I say I mean way too much, but a lot of times when I consume something the first time, I'm not super jazzed about it, but there has to be something about it that interests me enough to want to go back. Yeah. So do you think 
that their sound changed enough or just that the quality of the songs dropped off? From what I remember, it wasn't really quality of songs because I think they put just as much work into it. I think they just strayed away from what appealed to me. It's just like System of a Down. What I loved about that first System of a Down album was it was heavy. He screamed. He sounded mad. He sounded angry. As System of a Down went on, it was more about singing. And Darren gets put involved more, and it just... Oh, yeah, the little guy. <laughs> it just... It just strays, strays away from my interest. I like angry, pissed off, vocal distorted, screaming into a goddamn microphone. You want rage, like constant yes. rage. Constant fucking rage. That's what makes me feel good. <laughs> I hate happy. Just a vibration of anger. Kind of. You know, they did a... You know, study they where they played angry music towards a plant, yes. like metal music, and then they played like jazz music, and then they played classical music, and then they played country music. Because everyone believes that classical is typically like the one that they respond to the most. Yeah, no. Metal fucking made them grow the fastest and the healthiest. Classical is like the second most, I think, because it does also stimulate because there are a lot of, there's a lot of instrumentation yeah, and a lot that's of things. That's what I was going to say. But then that's what you get with metal as well. It's, it's like just like mad stimulation. An overload of frequency. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's just as much frequency as possible coming at you. So if you have a, a symphony, you have every fucking... Every instrument is there, so it's every frequency coming at you at once. But it, it's interesting that it's not able to like translate the aggression or anything like that. So to it's just energy yeah. to it. It's not like a negative... Or, mm-hmm. well, I guess I shouldn't say positive, because clearly it's positive if it helps them. Yeah, and it makes metalheads get therapy through listening to metal. It's crazy. And people like me do not. No, it wasn't. Like, for some like reason, me, that's just it, not in there. It just makes me feel kind of like, I don't want to say irritated. Anxious? Or irritable, but yeah, anxious. Yeah. I've, people like, have said that to me before. Yeah. Like, it just gets you in a, like a weird... Because there's certain things that I do, I if I am more pissed off, I'm not gonna put on fucking incense and peppermint, <laughs> Coco Rashad. Even though that's not the lyrics, that's what I've been saying my entire life. You often say the incorrect lyrics. Incense and peppermint. Kind of your thing. Coco Rashad. Here, let's see if I can do the crimson and clover thing. Whew, that hurts the gut, especially yeah. when you're full of Chinese food. I was going to say, the, <laughs> the entire top half of your body it was just trembling. <laughs> anyway, I loved that song, Internal Primates Forever. I love Dig. Let's go on to negative one. By the way, I think there's a lot of dad shit in this. Like, you may you ruined my life, Dad? Yeah, I'm pretty sure from what I can I gather is you... he left. He left the family. And it's okay. like, fuck you, Dad. So this oh, here is we go. prime for me. This guy to me has a tinge. Okay, because I thought that it was two different voices, and I had I had sent you a text, and yeah. I was like, that one guy from Mudvayne from Poop Shoot is he has like a fucking bare naked ladies guy sound to his voice <laughs> because there are two guys in that. So I thought that this was two guys. Found out that it's actually one lead singer. Yep. One guy just doing different voices, but yeah, he has a bare naked ladies guy tone. It's, it's very nasal up in here. Yes, man. One way since you looked at me. 
I was listening to this. <laughs> I went to Kroger today on my allotted time. See, and that's the thing that's cool about this album is it's not... That has a corn feel to me. That I do does, have a yeah. couple, but there are a couple other point like parts where I have like a Jonathan Davis kind of like sound. But again, it's because my brain wants to connect to things. And it should. And it's interesting for me to hear because I would have never, ever, 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 ever thought bare naked ladies. Yeah, it's I kind of hear what you're talking about because he's got that. It's like almost Molly Hatchet if you just add a little gurgle in there. Yeah, but it's like his. His throat is coated in ham sandwich. I remember back like in the day. full ham sandwich, not chewed. I remember back in the day, everybody was like, you know how he gets that screamy tone? He gurgles oil and rocks. It's like, now that I know about throats and how to scream, it's like, he didn't fucking do any of that. <laughs> he learned, that's disgusting. He learned how to scream appropriately. <laughs> oil and rocks? <laughs> yeah. He gurgles oil and rocks. God, kids are so stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freshman in high school, I'm so stupid. Yeah, it was probably some adult who told some kid. I and it was he who shall not be named. Told everyone. <laughs> Just made it up. That makes sense. Yeah. What I was going to say is what's cool about this album is there's a lot of metal I listen to where it's one toned voice. It's just, it's either. One tone, one tone. Or it's a high version of that. He does everything on this album. It's clean singing, high screams, low screams, like weird noises like you were saying, like the get up to me. <laughs> An interesting tapestry of vocals to me. This was interesting enough vocally that my mom enjoyed listening to this album with me. She hated the cursing, but she liked the singing on it. And she can get into metal, which is funny to me. Yeah, I can't imagine her liking this at all. I mean, much respect to her for being open-minded, but it's just hard to imagine. I mean, we go from listening to Weird out of this. <laughs> to Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. We never listen to the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. We just watch the movie. Oh, yeah. We held hands and rejoiced. Sure. We held hands and rejoiced. And you, you were glad in it. No, we were never religious. I was never really raised religious. What is the title of this track? Negative one, minus one. I don't know what you want to call it. One below zero. <laughs> There's not a ball. I actually did read about this album earlier today, and it says that it was a fucking workhorse album. And just There was engineers that didn't sleep for days. Because they had such time restraints. And he didn't have everything ready when he went to the studio because he didn't realize it was going to take as much work mm-hmm. as it did. So I also wonder if the work ethic waned after this. Like, maybe the second album, they had more time, more money. And sometimes time and money constraints can breed excellent art. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when a person is allowed to do completely everything they want without anybody coming in and saying like, eh, you might want to re-listen to that. I think it can get away from you. And I wonder if that also happened. But there might be a Mudvayne fan out there that's like, Sam, you're fucking stupid. The later albums are way better than this shit. 
Fuck you. We don't claim to know everything. So they're, um, <laughs> are they American or are they Canadian? I don't know. Because it looks like this was mostly recorded in, recorded Vancouver? in Vancouver and British oh, Columbia. They're American. They're from Peoria, Illinois, which is the same place that uh, Slipknot's from. Oh. So you got both of them coming from there. Oh, I bet that was a fucking cash cow for them for a little bit. Peoria? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they at least had... Having concerts there. Once once both of the bands got big, did they ever play together? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like on a similar tour or anything? I would anything? think so. I mean, that would have been amazing. Actually, Kent and I were talking about how they... we wish they would get back together and do like a reunion tour, and it would be... Kent wants it to be Slipknot, Mudvayne, and Mushroomhead. Because they're all three, like, mask-wearing, theatrical-looking bands. And they were all lumped in together. Like, Mushroomhead fans hated Slipknot and Mudvayne. Mudvayne fans, I'm not saying everyone, but there was definitely conflicts between those three bands. But, like, musically, it all kind of fell within a similar Mudvayne? Sure. Not if you ask me. You don't think so? Fuck no. I think Slipknot sounds completely different from Mudvayne. And I think Mushroomhead sucks. (laughs) <laughs> never been into mushroom man. i don't think they suck because they can obviously play their instruments and they got a huge huge fan base but i've never been into it it's just not your thing it's just not my thing and if you listen to it you'd be like why isn't this your thing it sounds like it would be your thing mm-hmm. it's just not sometimes things just don't get you right yeah so maybe i was in a bad mood that day i was like mm-hmm. fuck it i don't want to listen to this but let's move on to death blooms this was the second single i pulled up some information there's a video version of this song, and they cut the shit out of it. Since yeah. it's a like, it's almost a five-minute-long song, so I think they cut it down to like close to four. There's like entire sections gone. Yeah, they have some long songs. Math metal man, they gotta get the, the equation right. But this isn't technically long. This is just short no. of five minutes. So for me. This kind of falls in the Tool Scope sound. I think this song in particular has a heavy Tool sound. I kind of hear that. It's like, not as a... Uh... The way that it calms down and then, like, the style. Like, you want it? Like, it's just real aggressive. This sounds Toolish right here. Oh, for sure. And then the way that the chorus will get real aggressive. I think it sounds a lot like Tool, but no, I'm not saying in, like, a bad way. It's very like confrontational and aggressive, like Tool is. So I I feel like <laughs> I hear both of it. Like I mean, from like the softer side and the more aggressive side. Not this though at all. Yeah, this was because this is the bare naked voice. Yeah, it is, and this was so out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One week, <laughs> lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Like Brian Wilson did. Man, I think his scream is just so fucking good. It's it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kent was inspired Definitely. by his scream because it's similar, and I'm not saying that in a negative way at all. Yeah, it's just like a similar style. Yeah, just it's, real aggressive. I was gonna say it's not a polished scream. Some guys have a scream that's like. I, I, I'm saying polished because it seems like there's almost no emotion in it. Like, it's just, no, this is just a tone. 
When he screams. And when Phil screams. I hear I the fucking emotion. Uh-huh. I it's, think so, too. It's, it's, it's a scream that's got technicality behind it, but it's also like, no, I'm feeling what I'm saying, and I'm pissed off, or I'm hurt. One of the two. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not huge on screaming, but I would rather feel it and understand what's going on than it being some clear, clean, polished sound. So I like this. Like, I, I, it makes more sense to me. So I don't want Kent to think that it's negative at all by me. No. And you got to choose who you're going to emulate yourself after. And then oh, you yeah. find yourself eventually. Or else you'll never get into it. How the fuck are you going to figure it out if you're just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. It's like, you obviously want to do that. <laughs> and when you're a kid just getting out into playing music, you don't even think about, like, 99% of people don't think, I want to be my own. 99% of people go, I want to be blank, blank, blank. I want to be Mudfang. I want to be Slipknot. I want to be Pantera. Let's put a band together with that's yeah. a mix of these specific bands. Yeah, that's how you start. Now, eventually, most people eventually figure out their own sound, and then they go, oh... And they'll even say, oh, like earlier in my career, you can totally tell I'm just ripping off this person. Yeah. But I finally found myself, and this is, here we are. Which is a good thing. Which is why I think it helps that they do have this weird, random, like, bare naked ladies voice coming in. <laughs> because it does, it, it makes it their sound. Oh, yeah. Nobody sounds like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, one person oh, does. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bare naked ladies uh, section of my life for a minute there when Bob liked them a lot. I had an album. I believe it was the one that had one week on it, though. Is that the same one that had, I'm lying in bed? No, I don't think so. I think that came out before. Yeah, I think I did. You're right. And I think it's, this was a rare singing style because... As a guy who listens to a lot of metal, sometimes guys, it's like this section is clean, and now the chorus is coming up, and now I'm screaming. He seems to be like, this part is funny to me. Sorry. I get it. I never thought how cheesy it was until we started getting ready to record this. It's just like, it sounds like teenage angst. Yeah. Yeah, the sky is straining black. I like him. I like the way that he does things. We're getting into golden ratio now, which is another one of those interlude things. Yeah, so I'm just going to keep short. it playing. I'm going to talk over it. Uh, in mid verse, he'll be like, dun, 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 and you can like feel him get the anger like up. Mm-hmm. He, it comes up instead of where a lot of guys, it's, I'm going to sing clean here, and then we're going to go back, and I'm going to put the screen part in. And you can like literally put a line at it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that's where you clean. And I'm I'm gonna assume a lot of guys have a day where it's like we're gonna do all the clean stuff today. Uh-huh. So and then uh-huh. we'll get that done, and then I'll do the screamy stuff. Whereas he was just like, no, I have to convey the emotion. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get get into it. And I fucking love that because it makes you feel the goddamn song instead of just. I'm here. This is Cradle. It moves, blends right into it. Yeah, it does. There are a lot of songs that just kind of roll into each other on yeah, this album. Yeah, that was the whole point. Um, and I, I'm a fan of when albums do that usually. If it's a nice little uh, 
what's the word? I lost. I totally transition? lost transition. Yeah. Uh, if it's nice, then I'm all about just rolling songs into each other. But I don't think that you should ever, as we, as you were talking about earlier, make it to where you can only listen to it as one. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, by the way, that Bare Naked Ladies album. Yes. That one that I had was Stunt. And that also had It's All Been Done on it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Bare Naked Ladies' voice. Just very nasally. And I have a feeling it came from when you scream, you're supposed to throw it up to the roof of your mouth. Oh, not vomit? No. You're supposed to like they literally will draw a line if you look at a diagram. You're supposed to like feel it coming Vibrating through your nose. The roof of your mouth. Yeah. So I have a feeling he probably sang like that because it's easier to sing nasally and then get into the scream instead yeah. of changing your throat all of a sudden. If you learn to sing like this, <laughs> I can't scream with the shit, so I'm not even gonna try to make it up. I guess it's all about his dad on this one. Yeah, I'm not able to really decipher what's being said, so. This is one of the few albums I know, like, almost every word to. I was in Kroger today just mouthing the words, like, leaning over my cart like this. And be like, <laughs> making the scream face and, like, playing the drums. And people are walking <laughs> by me just looking at me like, what the fuck is that psycho doing? <laughs> but I do not care. <laughs> I had two hours to be out and about at Kroger, and I was using them. Yeah, it's obviously about his father. Body leaves me. There's a body. I mean, he even says it right here. Watch my father leave me. There's no body left. Feels like I know it, baby. What's on your phone there? Look at stuff about bare naked ladies trying to figure out what album that song Brian Wilson. Just look up the album was. right before it. I think that's what it was. It was a live album. Oh. What? They had already put a live album out before that? They were probably a lot more popular in Canada before they were popular in here, right? That and they were just probably putting out their own shit for a bit. Who knows? That's the whole idea of what. You know, who knows what they were putting out before they actually got signed by a major label. Yeah, it's just weird to put out a live album out if you're not, like, huge to me. To unless, you? Unless, unless it's your album that comes out because, like, the first Tool album, Opiate, some mm-hmm. of that is live. So it, it, that makes sense to me because it was just the release. There are actually 17 tracks on here. I was wrong. It sounds like the song starts again, but it's still the same song. Yep. It sounds like it's like, oh, another song with the same music. Why is this happening? And it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, it's the same That's song. That's because it's still the same song. <laughs> so is this a weaker track for you? No. I really don't have a weak track on this album, besides all the intro interlude bullshit. I can jam to every fucking... There is one song that I think was written a little lazily, lyric-wise. 
but I found out that it was like one of the last songs written vocals and like they had to get it done and that comes much later and I, you'll you'll know why but I think it's just lazier but I still like it and this part's fucking heavy he's he's just fucking heavy I think like the screams are so heavy that oh you you don't mean like the guy from Blues Traveler no, you are stretching for jokes in this episode. John Popper, we just fucking watched Kingpin last night. Yeah, Kingpin. And we saw him twice. Yeah, which I didn't realize he was in it twice. Me neither, not until last night. Me neither. And it also has so John Popper's bowlers. fresh in my brain. So no, I'm not stretching that far. Just about 24 hours. That was two days ago. <laughs> it was last night. It was Friday. Was it? Yeah. God, I have to fart. <laughs> and figure out what day it is. I never know what day it is. That's my problem. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. You know you have to put that back on your mouth, right? Well, I don't. first of all, I don't put my mouth on it, and I didn't put it on my ass. <laughs> Whew. Well, that came through. Yeah, right through my nostrils. Yeah, because you just put the shit microphone next to your face. No, it's because I eat things that I'm not supposed to. Well, Even uh, though tonight I ate vegetables. Of course. The, yeah, don't vegetables make you fart worse? Everything does. That's the thing. I eat things that no, are good. Not even you. Everyone. I thought vegetables just made you shit like hell. I mean, if you're getting fiber. I thought, yeah. I thought vegetarians were notoriously known for having smelly fucking shits. And, like, if you eat processed foods, you kind of don't because it's not really food. Because it's actually decaying inside <laughs> of you? Yeah. If it's real food? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My farts always just smell bad. But I ate, like, a vegetarian meal tonight. And mm -hmm. so that that disgustingness that you heard that sounded like a juicy situation. It did sound juicy. It sounded like it was going to itch when that one dries. <laughs> Uh, it's because I'm wearing these, um, leggings, and I don't usually wear leggings, so. What's that do? It makes things sound different. Oh. Uh, I was gonna say, I, our veg our friend was, one point, was a vegetarian, and she took a shit upstairs one time, when we lived in that apartment, or the, the yeah. duplex, and it, it stuck up the whole fucking duplex, upstairs and downstairs. It was good stuff. It was not good stuff. That was the day I decided never to be a vegetarian. We got to taste the inside of her fucking colon. It was bad. All right, let's go stuff. on to nothing to gain, and then we're going to move on. This is the third and final single released. This was a big song for Kent and I. I ended up finding myself grooving to this. I'm like not the, surprised. The first time. Well, kinda, but, but once I hear it, because I don't know the songs too well by name. It's weird because this is called it's supposed to be nothing to gain to like play on words. His name was pronounced Gein. It's definitely spelled Gein. It's, it's always been Gein. Ed Gein. Nothing to gain. Nothing to gain. <laughs> I have nothing to gain. Yeah, that song was huge for Kent and I. It's so fucking heavy right here. But they add that vocal distortion too. I used to argue with my mom back in the day. She'd be like, no, they put, like, there's some effect on his voice or something. And I'd be like, no, that's just his throat. And then I got older and realized mixing techniques and what vocal distortion actually is. And he's totally got vocal distortion on there. 
know what I'm talking about? Are you paying attention to me? Yes, I was just scratching my head. I was just getting ready to say because I knew that the song was going to change. Like, I think that the song is uh, super groovy. But, yeah, you've told me the story before. Well, you got to pretend like you haven't. It's a podcast. <laughs> I bought a wah pedal specifically because of that sound in this song. So I could go, waka, 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 waka. You'd never heard it before, or you just liked the way it sounded the most? I probably had heard it in other songs, but not like that. And then... I was at the age where I was playing, starting to like really get into guitar, and I think even my mom was like, "How does he make that sound?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'll look it up." And I found out it was a wah pedal. It was. And a she was machine. specifically like, "Let's get a wah pedal." <laughs> and then I remember just being in the family room, just sitting there with a wah pedal, going like, "Hey, mom!" She'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> This is also one of the last written songs I read. Like one of the last nights they had to write lyrics to. Which is funny because the other song I'm going to talk about, I think the lyrics are so mediocre. And then this song I think is fucking genius with the lyrics. Oh, and Cradle? No. No, we haven't gone to that song yet. The song I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you said the last song. No, a later song. Okay. No, I think... This song is fucking awesome. I'm going to go ahead and say that I I consider this song personally more of a uh, like a front heavy album. Oh, like the the songs you're more interested in are all in the front. For me. And it's where I all the singles so. are too. But and it has like a lot more like groove, I think, that the songs will break out in in these like Groove breaks more in the yeah. front half, but then I think the songs become longer and stuff as the album goes on. Or there are some like long songs. Long song. Yeah, this song's kick ass. So I think if if I were more into metal, I think I would yeah, like bass. stuff that had groove to it like this. Because stuff like this is more appealing to me. And like I said, I found myself, you know, because you got to be open to it. Otherwise, it's just going to be miserable. And just found myself multiple times just throughout it, just like moving my head. Because they choose actual grooves. And they choose. There's some like RB grooves at that point. Ooh, girl. And they're just trying to be interesting, you know? I mean. I love death metal and I love thrash metal, but sometimes it can get very monotonous and just repeat itself over and over and over again. And it's almost like some bands just put out the same album over and over and over again. Which kudos to like Mudvayne and Slipknot and all those bands who didn't do that. Yeah. Sure, I didn't follow along with you. It wasn't my bag of tea. Cup of tea. Is what you're supposed to say. <laughs> tea bags. <laughs> uh, it was my bag of tea. But... I appreciate that you went for it and tried to do something different. Now, as an artist, like I can't imagine trying to put the same fucking thing out all the time. I, that's why I hate half the music I write because I'm like, oh, I've done this before. It seems like it is. It's I can't say it's an extra risk, but there is kind of more of a risk. It seems in stuff like this because I feel like when it comes to metal. You're going to have a lot of really highly critical people. Because there are people uh-huh. who always just want to argue about metal for uh-huh. some reason. Like, uh-huh. this fits in this box. 
No, if it's in that box. Yep. Or, you know. Metal guys in general. Is it just ego? It, uh, part of it. But I think it's also part that, like, you understand that you are already liking something that is not accepted by the main, the masses. So you're already on defense all the time. We're going to stop there. Uh, you're already on defense in your brain anyway. Because you're like, I already know people are going to make... I I spiked my hair today and I put on a wallet chain and I'm wearing a black shirt. I know I'm going to get made fun of at school today. You just know that. Mm-hmm. You, and so you're like, you're already going to school. Just waiting. It's like you put on a uniform. Kind of. But you need to put that uniform on to find the other people that are into the shit you're into as well. And it was it's finding your identity. Nowadays, I cannot imagine wearing a wallet chain would annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah, I just, I still, there's nothing that I gravitated towards. And like, I, I'm just trying to think, like, I think it's interesting that. I, I don't think that it's weird at all that you feel like you need to, you know, dress the part so you can find people who are your tribe. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, because you're wearing, you know, your colors. But at oh the same colors. time, I just I've never done that with anything. So it's just interesting. Or I felt it's... like I needed to, like, identify myself by it, I suppose. I think it's also part of, oh, there's finally something that's like, in my mind, is cool. Mm-hmm. And now I want to look like that too, just because that's what's cool to me. I guess I never went after cool. I went after things that moved me. Well, I mean, when I say cool, I mean you're not. It's not cool as in I hope the school will like me. That no. the kids are going to think I'm cool. It's just what like, oh, is interesting cool. to me. I should yeah. have said what is finally something was like. Oh, that's the look that uh, I. I guess I always wanted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember. Thinking punk kids were cool when I was younger. Like, oh, he's got airwalks on. And like, he's got pink hair. Like, whoa. Or green hair. That's fucking sweet. And I remember thinking that before I was into any of that shit. So it might just be born into you as well. Yeah, I you guess. just like radical. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I guess I'm not attracted to like aesthetics of like specific kinds. Of radical? I'm, yeah. I'm definitely way less than I used to be. I'm more of a new radical. I got the dreamer's <laughs> disease. I, I used to, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, I wanted to be the spiky-haired, chain-wearing, spike-wearing kid, but now I'm just like, that's way too much fucking work. I'll just be dirty naturally. Yeah, I just yeah. I think it's way more punk and way more radical to just be like, nah. Nasty. I just, I just grabbed that shirt that was on the ground and I put it on and that's how it's going to be. I didn't think about it. I'm just naturally nasty. Yeah, I'm just naturally nasty. All right. That's, that's how I'm punk, baby. That's where we're going to take a break. Because uh, it's a lot more album to go. But we're going to break. We'll just break it. And here you go. Let's hear what we got. We're going to break dance. We're going to dance during the break. This is a string tribute to Mudvayne. Can you tell what song it is? Poop, shoot, poop, shoot, poop, shoot. It's, Any idea? It's Ode to Poop Shoot. Get the song. Ode Can you to tell? Poop Shoot. Jesus Christ. Take a guess. <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's Dick. I mean, that's what I would assume because that was their big hit, but why do I have to guess? I have no fucking idea. Because it's fun. We're going to be back. <laughs> Is it fun? It was for me. <laughs> First we came in with you irritated, now we're going out with me irritated. 
you irritated? Oh, me for irritated. sure. I want to fight. <laughs> Let's do it. It's this music. <laughs> it, it makes the aggression. Stirring me. We'll be back. This episode of the Couple of Critics podcast is brought to you by... Silent Pain. Feeling down in the dumps? Wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, no one wants to hear about your sadness. No one wants you to bring them down to your level. Keep that shit to yourself, asshole, and swallow that... Silent Pain. She blinded me with silence. Silence! Hello everyone, it's me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln, your favorite crud-smoking dead ex-president. So anyway, I'm here to tell you if you like listening to podcasts that don't come out when they're supposed to, or maybe not even put an episode out at all during a week, go ahead and listen to the Abraham Lincoln Crackaporium Show. You can find it wherever you shove podcasts in your goddamn ears. Fuck off. This is a track from Kill Iota. Welcome back, everyone. But Michelle, this is a track from Kill Iota. Kill Iota. You hear Iotta. the difference? It seems. I mean, there's still some bass action, but it's just not as. It's, it's definitely thinner sounding. Oh yeah, and this was self-produced, self-released. Oh, that makes sense. But this was actually remixed because this is not technically Kill Iota. They released it as. The beginning of all things to end, eventually. See that? The red thing? They did that because people were charging exorbitant amounts for the original release of Kill Iota. And people had to do that because this is a time where internet downloading is, you know, takes Mm -hmm. six fucking hours to download one song. Holy crap. So. I mean, still, just the thought that people were... Charging like crazy yes. amounts. So when Mudvayne got huge and people like me wanted to hear this, this songs, these songs, they were charging crazy amounts for that album. So Mudvayne did not like that. So they said, fuck it. We're just going to remix it and we're going to release it ourselves, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very cool. Did they add any tracks? Um, At the end, they put uh, a couple versions of Dig. Here, this is Dig, the... Future Evolution Mix. I think it's more techno. What's up, Oliver? Say something. Go meow. Hi, kitty. Yeah, I think this is... Here, we'll fast forward a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the Dig Future Evolution Mix. This is the reanimate your dig. It is. Reanimate your dig. <laughs> I remember listening to this album and like I would run to the CD player before this song would start like oh no I don't need techno dig yeah it sounds like cocaine is involved in that I think nah, who knows they might have got into the nose candy eventually I'm not sure I know that he did have a little bit of drug problems and that I think there's a song later that even talks about taking all the drugs and pills and stuff because he was crazy. <laughs> I guess when I hear that, I just imagine a movie from the 90s and people are in oh, a club yeah. and it's panning across and people are doing cocaine. The beginning of Blade. 
Is it, does it sound similar to that? It's what I see in my head is just super rave scene. I don't remember uh, anything specific about the Blade. The movies. guy that was in the MTV commercials that did a... Uh, Hey, hey, mom, I said the way you move, going to um, make you sweat, want to make you sweat. I don't and, remember uh, his name. He was the but... cab driver, and then mm-hmm. he was in that one show. It was called, like, ah, fuck, I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember, but I know you're Something of my life. He's in Blade, and he's getting his dick sucked at the beginning as a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then they turn on the sprinklers that start drenching everybody in blood, and then they figure out that, like, Half the people there were vampires, and they just slaughtered everyone. That was a good movie. So the guy getting his dick sucked definitely got destroyed. No, the dude getting his dick sucked was one of the head vampires and killed some motherfuckers. Oh. But he does get destroyed later by Blade. Blade Blade beats his ass and then stabs him with one of those silver dagger things. That's what Wesley Snipes do. And not pay taxes. And make offensive... Ching Chong Wing Wong noises in Demolition Man. Did we do Demolition Man on this podcast? No, we haven't. Or we just talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. We just talk about it in life a lot. <laughs> I watched it by myself two nights ago. No, last night when you were sleeping, I watched it. I took a nap. You took a nap. And for no reason, Wesley Snipes just looks at some Asian people walking by and goes, Ching Chong Wing Wong Wong, <laughs> and, and just laughs about it. And it was ad lib. It was not in the script at all. It was just Wesley Snipes being Wesley. And they thought it was good, and they kept it. <laughs> like they say, it was a different time, and I think Wesley Snipes made up a lot of shit in that movie. And there's that really weird part where he's thawing people at the end to build like a bigger army for himself, and he like wants serial killers and stuff, and he's like, Jeffrey Dahmer, I love that guy! No, I remember that. <laughs> and then I'm thinking like, you love the guy who... Kidnapped, raped, and ate like fourteen-year-old black boys. Like that should be the guy you hate. But I guess I guess he didn't want competition. See, I think they make he's like the ultimate psycho in that movie, right? He's not just I guess so because he seems to be like the most dangerous man, like ever. Because then they need like a specific guy to bring him back because no one else can handle this insane man. That's so funny. And he's like looking at the thing that tells him how to act. And he's like, and the machine says, tell them to get on the ground. And he's just, get on the ground. (laughs) The cops are such pussies in that movie. Oh, it's awful. And he's like, we got an old school criminal. I guess we'll need an old school cop. Good movie. Watch Demolition Man, everyone. So it's great. It's terrible, but it's great. Oh, it's great. (laughs) All right. I'm going to hit play on this song because it's bullshit. You know, blah, blah, blah track. Mutatus Mutandus. It's going to be a lot of noise that doesn't Mutatus, need to exist. Mutatus Mutandus Milanakis. Mutatus Mutandus Milanakis. Andy Milanakis was so strange to me back in the day. I he's didn't not, like him. He's not still strange to you? No, because when he first came out, I thought he was literally a kid. I don't accept his medical condition. You still think he's just a kid? No, I just think he's an asshole. Oh. <laughs> He might be an asshole. I don't have any... I don't know what I think of him. You, I mean, I don't really know anything about him. This shitty distorted sound. This, like, staticky. It's annoying. Uh, I hate it. It hurts my ears almost. Yeah, it's just an awful frequency. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never really noticed that before. You know why? Because they don't fucking listen to it. 
How yeah. Long? This isn't very much longer, is it? Uh, yeah, it's a little too long. We're gonna go skip into the next track. Boop, boop. <laughs> there it goes. This is everything and nothing. Yeah, I'm. Ooh, yeah, that hurt my ears. It's stupid. I don't understand Especially the purpose. When it's a minute and forty long, or forty seconds long, it doesn't need to be that long. And nothing's happening. It's just weird sounds. Yeah, it's annoying. Sorry, Matthew McDonough, the drummer. Can't remember what all their names were. We had Cud. There was Rhino, but it was spelled R Y K N O W. Okay. Uh, I have the people up now. We have Matthew. Yeah, but does it have his... No. I'm talking about their fucking weird names. It doesn't have that. It was Cud. It was Rhino. Uh, Gerg, I think, was one of them. I like this song a lot. This is a classic back and forth with the scream and the clean. Yeah. And like psycho, like, uh, not psycho, but trippy sounds. They get like psychedelic sometimes, I think. And they were inspired by psychedelic kind of things, so it makes sense. I'm looking up Mudvayne nicknames right now. Here we go. I wasn't. We got the Cud. I tribbit the rabbit. Cud, Spag, Rhino, and Gerg. But there are four people. Yeah. So I said four people. Cud, Spag, Rhino, oh. and Gerg. I guess because I've heard Cud so many times, it's just not. It didn't click as something new. And that's how I was introduced to them. Like when this came out, Gerg. They were Cud, Spag, Rhino, and Gerg. And then, in my eyes, when they start using their real names, that's when I drop off. <laughs> I'm too confused to follow. I'm out of here. Not even confused. It just, just hits the flag for me that stopped getting good to good in my eyes. I just like the name Gerg, even though it's just Greg backwards. I like it. What? Isn't it? No. Not the way he spells it, but you know what? But Greg Probably. backwards is Gerg. You're right. Huh. And Spag backward is Gaps. <laughs> and Rhino backwards is Wankir. Uh, this song reminds me not musically or anything like that, but there's a Soundgarden song where he just takes opposites and says them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I know. Black or white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember what the song is, but. It just reminds me of that. I almost think it's sort of simple. Mm -hmm. Kind of cheap to do that. But I don't at the same time. because it's Not to, it's to a, make a whole song out of. It's, yeah. kind of. it's a commitment. It might seem like a yeah. cheap idea, but it's a commitment to make a song out of it. Then yeah. then you've got a lot to come up with and you got to get creative. Yeah. So. And, and that. And the... Uh, the Soundgarden song is like that. The whole song is about just the random. opposites thing. Whereas that song is just, you know, it's pretty much the chorus only that's talking about he's everything and nothing. But I don't think that's just back. I mean, I don't think, I think that that means something. Yeah, his does, I for sure. Yeah. Because I felt that bef way before too. Like, some days it's like, I'm the shit. And then some days it's like, I am a fucking fraud. What am I even trying to do? I guess I think of it from a more 
a melancholy point. Like how so? Like, like I'm everything. Like I'm all I have. Oh, but you are nothing, and I'm nothing. Ah, I never thought about it that way. Like not. I yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of because I'm a negative person. That's actually a really good way to think of it because I would have never thought that. I would specifically thought of it as the opposites. Yeah. Which makes sense. I am everything. I am nothing. Yeah, I just, I mean, and it could be from the part of of the point of some days you feel like you're the shit and some days you don't, but also just feeling like consumed by yourself because all you feel like you have is yourself and you feel like you're a piece of shit. Yeah, it happens a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a snippet of a Mudvayne song that happened later. Because I keep saying, like, you know, I didn't like it. It changed. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear how it changed. Because I don't really remember. I just remember the emotion of this fucking change, and I don't like it. Okay. So this is a song called Happy off the album Lost and Found. By Pharrell? <laughs> sure. I remember this song. Yeah, this was, was huge. Who is this again? This is still Mud Van. <laughs> But they sound so different. Sounds right. <laughs> He's still got the scream. But it sounds... I remember this song. But musically, it's way more like... What is this song acceptable. called? Happy with a question mark. Wow. So I was right in the way that... You can hear how I wouldn't enjoy it anymore, right? Oh, correct. Because yeah. I don't think it really sounds the same. Like, it sounds more. I, I think you said the word whiny at one point. Maybe, but to I me, like that. in a text, like I think you said when it he kind of drops down, it gets a little whinier. Like when he uh, sings. Oh, oh, it definitely was the. <laughs> it's got like an extra weirdness in there that wasn't in this album at all. Yeah, in this because in this album I hear more of like a bare naked ladies sound. I don't hear that. I feel like he's no. like straining and pushing it more and he in might that happy have. song. He might have. Who knows? By this that album, he might. You know, you you get a huge album, then you go on tour and you're playing almost every fucking night. And who knows if you learned how to do it correctly from the beginning, how to scream? Because if you don't do it right, you're fucking yourself up. So he, his voice might have been kind of. Or he just wanted Damaged to sound, or it just naturally different. changed because he did it every fucking night. Or he, yeah, or he just kind of wanted to push it and sound more like, yeah, like, Ugh. like he's pooping. I guess so. <laughs> All right, let's move on. This is a song called "Severed." This was a huge song for my mother and I. Really? Yeah, she loved this song, and she would try and get me to sing parts of it. And she'd be like, ah, a little flat still. Because while she cannot sing. I don't believe that's true because I've heard her like hum along and stuff and really? kind of sing to her to herself and she didn't know that I could hear her. Yeah. She, she can understands hit the notes. notes. Yeah. She understands music. She just doesn't like the sound of her voice. That's all that it is. And yeah, there's so many people that are like that. So They're like, sense. I can't sing. And it's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> you just don't like the sound of your voice. If you can talk, you can sing. <laughs> no, but I'll... Come on. That was just... Who says that? Is that Mary Poppins? Or is I'm it, not familiar with it. 
If you can talk, you can sing. I'm sure I've heard it, but I'm unfamiliar. I, it's not ringing a bell. This part is what my mom always... Well, it's coming up soon. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> but there's a section here. Right here. This part, she would make me sing. That... And I remember being like, oh, little flat still. Oh, oh, you got it on that one. And I'm like, I remember talking to me about vocal techniques and stuff. Okay. That later I found out were completely wrong. <laughs> By the way, I did look at that quote, and it has multiple different authors. Oh, really? Yeah. I also think that later song, Happy, has just more processing to it. I agree. It seemed like it was built more in a studio than this one was. But even, like, the uh, Kill Iota sounded way less. Like, you can hear, like, oh, yeah. the steps throughout the years since we've heard three different examples. It's like, just self-produced. We're just trying to get our name out there for Kill Iota. Then our name is out there, and now we have a big fucking production behind us. And then, by Lost and Found, that album... They're fucking Mudvayne. They yeah. are Mudvayne then, you know. Kent saw him in concert, I think, and he said that... Oh, actually, Kent and I went to a Mudvayne concert together. You saw I the poop shoot? I think. That and In Flames, it was... Kent and I were on the outs. We didn't like each other. Oh. And I remember I had an extra ticket to see... I'm pretty sure it was Mudvayne and In Flames. And I remember walking up to him, and we hadn't talked in a while, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to a concert with me? My painting in flames. And I think that was the moment that we became friends again. Aww. I wonder if he remembers that. And this is still the song Severed, correct? Yes, this is still Severed. So this is when... We you, were severed, and then we... And then you rejoined. Yeah. And my mom took us. You were severed. You got each, under each other's skin. <laughs> Man. Was that Mudvayne? It had to have been. You felt like you had nothing to gain. <laughs> yes. But you realized that you were internal primates forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cradled each other. And you dug in each other's mud veins. <laughs> 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 My mom took us to that concert and just hung out. And she was outside. And a security guard saw her just hanging out by herself, and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm just waiting for my son and his friend to get out of the concert. And he's like, it's cold out there. Come and wait in the lobby. And, like, let her come in and just hang out in the lobby. Yeah. And she read a book, which Aww. she often did. <laughs> Your mom is clearly harmless. My mom is this shit. She used to go to King's Island and just take a book and read. That means she's easily muggable. Oh, yeah. Easy. She'd give you the whole purse. <laughs> oh, no, but doesn't she have that weird mom grip? Yeah, she's also got that weird mom sternness where she could scare a person, probably. She's also almost 70, so I don't know how much that grip still... I don't know. I don't want to test it. I don't want to feel it on my arm. Mom grip. But she's got that, like, real stern, like, from being a teacher her whole life, that real stern, like, oh, stop shit. fucking around. Yeah, your mom doesn't put up with shit. No. <laughs> she doesn't. Much respect. But I figured out over... I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. But I found out over Thanksgiving that I get my little short temper tantrums. Not tantrums, but like when something happens and I just go like, God damn it! Or like, shit! It all comes from her. She dropped a tiny little piece of turkey on the floor, which meant nothing at all. 
Was it and Pam or your mom? No, it was my mom. And my mom immediately You don't went. think Pam has a hand in that, too? I think Pam's the hand. No, I get the short snaps from my mom. The crazy screaming rage comes from Pam. Okay. But the short don't mean anything. I'm not actually angry. It's just but you a sound minor annoyance. Yeah, I'm not angry, but it's just a minor annoyance. And the way I just deal with it is like, God damn it. And I'm not pissed, but it obviously changes the tone of a room. Uh, I got that from her. She just dropped that little piece of turkey, and she immediately went, God damn it. And I was just like, ah, so there it is. I'm looking for a mud vein in flames tour to make sure I was correct. February 2003, that was it. It had to be it. Can't you remember it. I'm sure he Let's does. Let's talk about it, brother. It had to have been. <laughs> I mean, has he seen them since then, like, yeah, without I so. you? I think so. I think I've only seen them once. So he liked it and enough. I don't remember it. <laughs> to keep seeing them. Well, so. he loved Mudvayne for a long time, and they put on a great show. So I'm sure he'll remember. But I wonder if he remembers that. Or if he even has that perspective that I had. I remember being like, I want Kent to be my friend again, because this is stupid. We're not friends because of he who shall not be named. Not she who shall not be named? Had that not happened yet? Did you have? I think it had happened, but that wasn't a problem. I didn't care. I thought you had multiple breaks in your friendship because she convinced him to hate you for a bit. So I don't that know. you like treated her bad. I don't know. She still loved me even when we weren't together, so. <laughs> Lucky you, huh? <laughs> no, because she is crazy. Uh, I remember being like, I want to be friends with Ken again. And there's no way he's going to say no to going to see Mudvayne. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Especially if he was such a big fan. And that was still like in their like early enough heyday. Do you know when they stopped? Would it have been like in no. the teens? In the I think 20 it was teens? like 2000. Yeah. I'd say probably 2010. Hmm. You'll probably find it on the Wikipedia. We got another little. This is called Recumbent Resurgence, which is another one of those. Blah, blah, blah things. Yeah, but it's less sound-based. It's more vocals. Yeah, but it's two fucking minutes long. I mean, I guess it just has still, like, the almost, like, triangle, like, dinging sounds or whatever. It just sounds... I mean, it's kind of picking up, but... Come get your dinner! That's what it sounds like to me. That's the uh, factory bell. Yeah, that girl you were talking about, she still had a crush on me and my cousin Ryan Williams and was open about it while dating Kent. It was shitty of her. She eventually dropped off on both Ryan and I because... I'm not a fan. I think she's a piece of shit to this day. (laughs) (laughs) But that I remember that being such a weird time. And I was hanging out with her and him a lot. Especially when I started smoking pot. I was like, where we would go to smoke pot? <laughs> was upstairs in her room. Just putting her on the spindle. And I remember, ugh. No. I never had sex with Brittany. <laughs> no, but Damn she it. put your dick in her mouth. Once. Maybe that was the time she was on the spindle. She had to be <laughs> attached to you somehow. No, that was once, and I remember exactly where it was. And you two made eye contact, you and Kent did, and then you you lost interest in being friends for a while. Oh, yeah, oh, wait, no, you right. said that you were fine about it. I was glad they were together, whatever. Got her off my fucking case. 
What is I this? broke up with her in a real shitty way. What's happening? Uh, this is called Prod, which I didn't realize it was called Prod until today. <laughs> but yeah, I was right. 2010 was when they stopped. That was just oh, a fucking wow. guess. Well, that was the last album released? I guess. From 1996 to 2010, so 14 years as a band. But they've. Do you think they've all moved on to new? I think they all still do some sort of music, but shows? Chad Gray is the only one that's still like in the limelight. Because hell yeah, it's a popular band. I just don't like it. Ah, that's what we should listen to next. Hell yeah. I'll find a hell yeah song. And you'll Nervous. Be, and you'll be like, what? I have a feeling it's going to be some sort of like southern country. Kind of close. Kind of close. Hell yeah. Turn it up. Sounds it's, good. It's like a southern metal from what I remember. Which uh not a fan of. I'm a redneck woman. Now that's country metal. <laughs> <laughs> the way I consider it is hell yeah, tarnished Chad Grace legacy and Vinnie Paul's legacy. <laughs> Ooh. Tarnished. Yeah. Those are two dudes that Points of my life, I fucking love him. Oh yeah, we're gonna listen to the song Hell Yeah by Hell Yeah after this. I like the uh I like the drums in this. Yeah, I like I, the whole I enjoyed rhythm. what just happened. He's a really good drummer. There's there's groove in this album that surprised me that I didn't I didn't think I was gonna hear, and even like the, on the first listen, there are songs like because most of my notes came from the first listen, and it's just like I like the bass. I found myself grooving to this song. Like that's rare for my albums for you to write anything positive. That's not true. <laughs> don't make me sound like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I usually don't like a lot of your music, and I'm surprised because when it does like the like the bare naked sound. I think that's so cheesy, but this has like a groove to it right here. So I get it more. And this, I mean, this is like trippy. This is, and if you just heard this section, you wouldn't be like, they're a metal band. Yeah. Face there. The line he says, cannot receive the obvious. Yeah. Kirk has been saying since high school, cannot receive it up the ass. Of course. <laughs> of course. So was Kirk a Mudvayne fan as well? Uh, At least this album? Yeah, you know what? I don't really know. I think he got rides with Daniel Beasley to school because they lived very close to each other. Okay. So I think he rode in on his, with him on his truck. And Daniel, yes. Really? I thought Bees wasn't much of a metal guy. Uh, he's not, but Slipknot, Static X, and Mudvayne were his fucking jams back in the day. When he showed up at school... People literally said to him, "Who are, are you trying to be, Sam?" Because he was a ginger wearing Slipknot shirts, uh, and they were like, "You already got one of you." <laughs> see, that's why. That's funny. Yeah, but not one with fucking eight fingers. Yeah, and he hated me at first because of that. 
because he, he was compared like to you. Yes. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. And then we became very good friends. We're still very good friends to this day. Which Dana makes sense. Shit. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those deals where he didn't want to like me, but he couldn't help it because <laughs> yeah. we were so. We were simpatico there for a minute, like. Well, I mean, you guys seem like you have a lot of similarities, even though very like strong differences as well. Yeah. yeah. What we get along on, we got along great. We yeah. used to go to his dad's house. He used to travel. I used to ride in his truck, and I wasn't supposed to, and it was cool for me to because his mom was so crazy about people riding in his truck. She would look for hairs that weren't red in his truck and be like, "Who'd you have in your car?" But because you have red hair, I had red hair. You could get away I with could it. Get away with it. <laughs> was it a similar color? Because you're orange. Yeah. No, we're very similar. We're very similar to everything. Everything, we huh? Were. Yeah, our penises are about the exact same. Okay. For a while there, we were. You probably could have thought we were brothers. I mean, we obviously drifted apart in looks and everything because he's now like a classy-looking gentleman. You wouldn't look at him and think metal kid, but he was a total metal kid. We'd yeah. spike his hair, wear Slipknot shirts, chain wallet, everything I said. Well, he's like a granddad now, right? He's an old granddad. Yeah, <laughs> so makes sense. Good man. He's a good guy. He, uh, last time I was in Chicago, he came to see Green Jello. We hung out and smoked some pot. <laughs> I miss you, pot. It's uh, he's good in Illinois though, and in Chicago. Mm-hmm. January first. Good to go. I mean, I, he probably could have had it medically. He, yeah, he is. I, I think he did actually. He has eight fingers. I think so. It, more than that, his fucking knee was like really messed up. Really? You ever watch him walk? He's I don't got remember. A crazy limp. It's because he's had so many surgeries on his knee. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. You know when he came, for people that don't know, on his, I think it's his right hand, he's only got three fingers, and I don't mean like a normal hand and then three Missing. fingers. It's literally like half the hand is gone, too. Yeah, so like the pinky and the ring finger. They're just gone. Or gone Even like the hand naturally. It just goes into his arm. Yeah. So he told got- us that he lost it in a fucking lawnmower accident when he showed up. He was just born that way. Oh, my God. So he would, like, make up all these fucking stories. Good, good for him. And then one of your cousins who had an insane crush on him once wrote in a letter, I want to feel no. the claw inside no. of me. No. No. <laughs> I don't want to know. Because we call I know the claw. exactly who it was, too, because you told me this before, but I don't want to think about it. Oh my God, she was. <laughs> she's nasty. Oh yeah, he told me that every once in a while. She also wrote stuff to Kirk, didn't she? I think so. I think she wrote stuff to a bunch of people. Jesus. But uh, he also told me that he got a ride from her one time to come into school, and she was blasting this techno music that was all about giving blowjobs. It was like, suck that dick, suck that dick, suck that dick, and he was just like. I think she put it on on purpose because she obviously wants to suck my dick and I'm not having any of that. <laughs> but he might have and just didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think Kirk did? I don't think so. At that point, I don't think Kirk had any. Well, she wasn't old enough. She was younger than him anyway. Uh, just a year. Yeah. But she, Yeah, she's not like oh. two fucking decades <laughs> older than him. I don't him. think Kirk had the MILF thing going on then. Like exclusive. I mean, directly out of high school, he was... He was Milton. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he always had it, but I think now it's exclusive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember the, when, the last time he, he talked to us? He likes him golden and golden. And he was like, 
shit, if you're under 40, you can't do shit for me anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, he said multiple things that are hilarious. <laughs> Knows what he likes. All right, let's listen to Hell Yeah by Hell up. Yeah. There Sounds we go. Good. Oh, man, I hope this isn't like a huge intro. We're going to skip. Here we go. This is not what I expected. It's not what I remember either. Ooh. Actually, I'm looking at this right now. That's the guitar player from Mudvayne. So I guess That's he was in this band too. Poop shoot himself. See, look, he's wearing a cowboy hat and shit. Yeah. And shit. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> not a fan. Still not a fan. Get your gum on. Get your come on. Get your come on. Get your come on. Yeah, let's go back to the real fucking album. Get your get your come on. Get your get your come on, baby, baby. All right, where were we? What did we just do? Prod. All right, here's Pharmacopia, which is the song I've been talking about. We get you get your come where on. Where I think the lyrics got lazy. I love the music. I remember this. I remember this song. But it's basically just him listing. Like mood altering, like antidepressants. Because the, the chorus is, Does your God come in a capsule to sedate you? And then he just starts listing, like, depression pills, I'm pretty sure. That's what it all is. Well, I can make out nothing that he's saying, so I wouldn't know either way. Well, in here, a minute here, he's like, Tampin and morphine. He gets sort of a, a bare naked lady's voice going on. A I love the music. Later. See here. He's just listing pills. Oh, yeah, I don't hear bare naked lady men. I wonder what his name is. The singer from Bare Naked Ladies. One of the two, because there's also that guy with a goatee. Yeah, there's a guy that does the rap parts. <laughs> I think they both do, though. All back and forth with each other. Yeah, not the guy who sang lead on Pinch Me. Oh, yeah, no. We're looking at the guy who looks like Drew Carey had a son. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Where are you at, you soft mother... Holy shit. <laughs> you soft motherfucker. He does not look so soft anymore. Oh, yeah? What's he look? Is he buff now? Holy God. No, it's just weird. Okay. He is far right. Here, I need to find his name. But yeah, isn't that surprising? Yeah, it doesn't look like him anymore at all. No, he looks... He looks Hispanic. Is it the same guy? I don't know if that's the same guy. Stephen Page is his name. So look up Stephen Page now and find a picture. Uh, he has not been in the Bare Naked Ladies since 2009, so that's not oh, the same guy. So that's guy. why it doesn't look like him at all? That's why I was like, whoa, he's changed drastically. Look <laughs> at him. <laughs> so find a picture of Steven Page so I can feel like I was right. I have it. He's like a... In the first picture, there he's, we go. he's like a much more delightful looking Dwight yeah. Schrute. Yeah, he does look like Dwight Schrute. That's the guy. Steven Page. Huh, wonder why he left the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, so he could concentrate on his solo career. Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. Huh. 
went solo, did he? He's playing shows. Sure he is. And if I had a million dollars. <laughs> That's the song, The Old Apartment. Was it broken to the old apartment? I don't know. You're getting, with, getting pretty deep into the very naked ladies for me. That was a popular song. I remember he it's who shall not be done. named making fun of me. Pinch me. Because of bare naked ladies. And, oh, yeah, they did a the Big Bang Theory theme. Oh, really? That was when the guy was still in the band. That's that Stephen Page. the last Page. song he ever wrote. <laughs> He's like, I don't need to fucking work anymore. I've got this under my belt. Oh, yeah, I bet they get a lot of money off that. Do the artists of the song get paid syndication money, too? Or is it just the company? I have no idea. It's like the actors, they get paid for syndication. They do, but I don't know. I guess it depends on their record company deal. Oh, oh, you meant the company as in did the record company get paid? Yeah, Not. like who was in charge of them and who like took care of that? Like, do they get royalties for that? Because some people sign on to things and they don't. It wasn't in their deal to get royalties. Yeah. They just took like a lump sum. Yeah. Which is interesting because I've read things about people who declined lump sums. I can't remember who, but they've made like so much more money over time. Oh, yeah. Because they chose to do royalties instead, which is much less upfront, but it, which, depending Smarter on what it is, run. I mean, depending on the success. Yeah. It could be good for you and stable. Yeah, yeah and you don't you don't really ever know. Yeah, I feel like this this song was just kind of written real fast, lyrics wise. There's even more distortion on this than anything, so it seems like maybe even the recording went fast, and he didn't like do as many takes. Like that didn't sound as good. But just put some distortion on it. I think it has kind of like a generic sound, but here I almost, it almost has like a harmony wise, it gives me like almost an Alice in Chains feel. Huh. I can hear it. But I'm still not, I, I would consider this a weaker song because I do kind of fall off at the end of the album, I would yeah. say. For the most part. Um, the next song coming in, Under My Skin, I think, really, the beginning really yeah, I have to kicks look. you back in. I'm just going to let it play in case that's... so you can get the same feeling that I get. Well, and I, I feel like that may have happened. Because I'm just, not sure yet. I have it to punches it. you in the fucking face. Here it comes. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Boom. And this is like the rap song. For some kind of game, like you fucking know me. <laughs> Do you like that song? This song now more since you like Ikpa. Ikpa, I don't get. Oh, ICP. <laughs> I've always liked this song. Remember, I liked Limp Biscuit at one point. So I was into rap metal for one album. <laughs> you were, I don't know. You get that with other. I, I still, we had this conversation about like what considers you rap metal and there are technically a lot of bands we went through like a list speaking of lists are we going to talk about the submissions the last week's episode yeah we did get some submissions that's a good idea we should log that one in there's like a true rap section to this song too later like even the 
the music is like rap oriented. I mean, some people thought corn was rap metal. And sometimes it was. Rage Against the Machine, you know? That's oh, yeah. That's always the main one I think of. 311. <laughs> I think the rap section is getting ready to come up. And you'll hear the whole music take a turn. This part's funny. Fucking fucker. <laughs> right here. Bass going. Uh-huh. Very bass heavy. It's gonna get rappy. Total rap. And that's like, I almost wonder if they were like, hey, rap metal's hip right now. Put in a <laughs> thing right there. I don't know. I, I, feel like I can't point out the song, but I feel like that happened at some point earlier where it was almost kind of rappy. I don't remember. You're under my fucking skin. Oh, this yeah. is also a time where I'm starting to listen to albums that constantly say fuck. It's like, I'm sure people, their first album that constantly said fuck, you know, like, straight out of Compton. A corn album. Mine were Slipknot and Mudvayne. Like, oh, they say fuck a lot. Eminem, uh, the Slim Shady LP. Is that yours? Was Yeah, because that was the one I broke because it was so, like, extreme <laughs> for me. You broke for Jesus? In the name of the Lord, I broke it in half. Threw it in the trash. And then bought it again in the, in the future. <laughs> and then I broke it and threw it in the trash. Take that, Eminem. Swish. I just shot a basketball and you didn't see it. Swish. I don't need to. I remember. <laughs> you don't need to hurt me again. Please nobody think that I actually broke her CD. <laughs> Take a deeper look inside of Frank. Take a deeper look inside of Frank. From Hellraiser? No. Are we going to talk about Hellraiser From right Shameless. Oh, I don't know that show. It's William H. Macy's character. Ah. He's the dad and he's a deadbeat. He's a drunk and he likes all kinds of drugs. And he would rather do all of them instead of be a dad, but he has like six kids. It sounds like he lived in Batesville. He sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, sounds like a lot of people. Let's move on to No Forever. It's got parentheses in the title, so I don't really know how I'm supposed to say it. It looks more like K, Now, F, Forever. But I'm going to go ahead and say No Forever. Now or Ever. Holy shit, you're right. You just screamed. No, I didn't. You exalted. screaming. You exalted in joy. Now or Ever. No for. Holy shit, you just solved a puzzle in my mind that's been going on since I had this bought this fucking thing. I've always been a fan of puzzles. Wow. Oh my god, speaking of puzzles, the lament configuration from Hellraiser is a box. 
You know what else is a box that you don't know anything about? <laughs> what? My <laughs> pie is a configurative box. It's locked. I gotta lock my box. Total groove song. Bare naked ladies tone. I I don't fall off on this album. I think the only fall off is pharma. What was it called? Pharmacopia. It's like the one that kind of ignore. This fucking rules. Yeah, I don't can I can't consider an interlude an actual track. Nope. That's why we were not allowed to choose any of those for the uh, yeah worst song or best song. Because they're not <laughs> unless it's something like a skit or something that happens that. And but if it's just like weird sounds, no. No, I don't think we're allowed to choose skits either. Because we have had skits on albums. Yeah, but they weren't good enough to be considered for the number one spot. I think if it's genuinely your favorite and not just like a cop-out because it's the shortest track on the album because you hated the album. (laughs) I think that's fair. If it's genuine. I remember the Tiny Tim episode we weren't allowed to choose a skit. And I would have chosen the Viper if I could have. It <laughs> was a song. Oh no, it was a whole it's like a reading. Minute. Yeah, it was yeah like it's a big joke. A story. I didn't. Did I say you weren't allowed to choose that? I don't know. I'm just pulling one out to make you sound like a biatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kid at work the other day who works there that had a shirt that says. There's a kid at work that works there. Why was it just gonna say that? You could have taken it as a kid just hanging out at work, so I'm clarifying that he works there. Okay, continue. And he had a shirt that says, Headshot, Biatch. I was like, I mean, I don't really care, but he's... Shouldn't he not be wearing that? It's weird. I mean, what is his position? He's a wash kid. Uh, and... So doggy style? Yeah. He's a... He's a special one, let me tell you. Can't read. Actually, he can. Literally, he cannot read. He's literally illiterate. Yes, he's literally illiterate. It's very... I almost didn't think that was possible nowadays, but... See, in my head, like, don't you figure out, like, that says McDonald's. That says Arby's. Well, you, you see things. You know what the hat looks like, and you know what the M looks like. I guess. Like. I guess that's what it is. I'm just so literate that I can't imagine being illiterate. It's awful. I feel horrible for him because I know people have tried to help him at work and it's like, it just doesn't stick. I'm still trying to understand what so literate is. I'm so literate. Uh, I can read really fucking good. I can read real I know, good. I know what a lot of fucking words mean. I know how to spell words correctly. I read real good. I literate. I may not be able to. I may have a lot of grammar mistakes in my posts, 
but they're not supposed to be there. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Most of the time, it's fucking autocorrect that I don't catch. And then the way I read, which is in huge sections, I don't read word by word. I just see it right, so then I don't catch the mistakes. So I guess I'm not super literate, because I don't catch the mistakes. But I also read sentences at a time, so... I read sentences at a time. Not really. I read words per yeah, words. Yeah. I look at each word for what it is. I respect each word <laughs> for what it is. I give it each, each word its time. That's a speed reading technique, you know? The guys that can read like 600 you, page in a day. But are you really reading it or are you just thinking that you're reading it and just mm. filling in the blanks with your brain? No. Part of, well, you do fill in blanks with the words because you know what they're supposed to be, but... Part of speed reading is comprehension as well. They test you after that. And if you didn't comprehend, then it doesn't fucking count. But if the book sucks, I can't do that. Like that Tom Clancy book in yeah. jail. Did you finish it? No, I didn't fucking finish it. Did you want to? No. Part of me was like, Sam, when you get out, just look at the end on your phone. And then I almost did, and I was like... You know what? Fuck it. I don't want to know the end. <laughs> that book sucked. I remember what it was called. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. You never told me the title. I just told you I was reading a shitty Tom Clancy book that yeah. put me to sleep easy. <laughs> uh-huh. You read it until it helped you fall asleep. That was the goal. I made it like 200 pages in. That's the trick to jail. Read, sleep. Read, sleep. You didn't read the Bible, though. Fuck no. I don't want to be that bored. <laughs> You're not that bored to read the Lord. <laughs> oh, the hypocrites! The hypocrites! Oh boy. Yeah, I'm reading the good book. I'm, I'm one with the Lord. Anyway, let me tell you how to steal from Walmart and beat your wife. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I, I, last I heard. Uh, the good book is a Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> there were no good books in jail. Alright, so this is Lethal Dosage. It's two minutes and 59 seconds long. It's not a song. You know what would be acceptable about it, though? If we got a dosage of Danny Glover clips from Lethal Weapon. I'd be good with that. I'm taking a shit! Isn't there a scene where he's taking a shit? I haven't seen Lethal Weapon. I think so. I don't think I've seen any of those lethal weapons. Because, uh, really? You didn't watch one with me? What one would we have watched? I'm fading this out because we don't need to hear it. The one that I'm most familiar with. Um, I can't remember exa exactly which one it is. It's the one where the chick is naked in the beginning and she jumps off the building to her death. She commits suicide. Huh. I don't remember which one. Did it have... Uh, oh, it has Melly Gibson's. Melly, but does it have... Uh, it's not Al Pacino. Fucking, what's his Joe nuts? Pesci. Does it have Joe Pesci in it? I don't know. I think he comes in later. I don't think so. Well, then it's probably one or two. Okay. Because I think Joe Pesh comes in later. He's in a new movie. The Pesh Man? The Peshman. Joe Pesh Mode? Uh... Joey Peschenstein, he's not a lawyer. He is playing in a movie called The Irishman. Oh, he's in that? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And he looks gross. What, like in what way? Like a like a deflated version of himself. So you like skinny now? Like thin and just fucking like he's just rusting away to evil. Is he scary still? I think he's just known to be an asshole. And I'm sure the older he gets, I'm sure that doesn't get any better because he's like, I'm Joe motherfucking Pesci. You know who the fuck I am? I'm Joe motherfucking Pesci. This is my favorite impression you've ever done. <laughs> it's my worst. No, maybe. it's the best. <laughs> the closest I've ever heard. I don't know. Apparently, I did a really good uh, when we had that little get together. I did a pretty good. Um, ah, it's a wonderful life. What's his fucking name? Oh, uh, Gregory. Fuck. It wasn't Gregory Peck. Not Gregory Peck. It was uh, Larry. Yeah. I can't remember his goddamn name. I've never not remembered his name, and now when we're on the podcast, we sound like fucking idiots. Always. That's always the case. Oh, yeah. Like Travis going crazy about Los Lonely Boys. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, Travis, that song fucking sucks. (laughs) Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. There we go. I'm Jimmy Stewart. Murray. Yeah, Bobby told his dad that I did some impressive <laughs> impression of him, and he was like, my dad wants to hear it, because it was, like, dead on, and I was like, okay. That, that's never going to happen again. I was, yeah, like, it, it was said in a conversation, like, it was one of those things that you just can't, you can't, uh, you can't Recreate? grab a shooting star and pin oh, it down. you can't. Ah. And strangle it. Hey, Murray. I grabbed a shooting star and strangled it. Uh, uh, Murray. That's my Jimmy Stewart. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm Jerry Star. Oh, Jerry That was awful. <laughs> try to do a. Uh, Jerry Star. I'm Jerry try, Star. Try to do a Michael Caine. I'm, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at fucking voices at <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah, Give me more people to do this. Here is we fun go. being I want to do my Michael Caine for his. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. Hello, I'm, I'm Michael Caine. Hello, I'm Michael. That doesn't sound like Hello, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> you gotta sound like you're chewing. So right. You're chewing on air. Uh, let's see I'm who's Michael next. Caine. Do you say Sam Elliott? <laughs> Course. <laughs> Speaking of Sam Elliott, do we want to talk about the Sam submissions? Uh, we would have to swap the thing if we want to actually hear versions and let, or you want to wait until we're finished with the album i think we should finish we the just album finished first. the album oh we did you didn't yeah. say that this is the last track yeah it did. oh and yeah because you faded it out because yeah. it was poop yeah. um well if you would like to give me the making of sound stick making of sound cord cable cable Ooh, el cable so right, I, i'm gonna I try think... to do jimmy stewart Doing an impression of Sam Elliott doing an impression of Michael Caine. Here we go. Oh, 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 Michael Caine. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite of all impressions so far. (laughs) It turned out pretty good. (laughs) He definitely sounded old and quivery. He just Uh took the ages of all of them and combined (laughs) them. And that's the sound that came out. You know what Sam Elliott movie I need to watch? The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Have you heard of this movie? I remember, yeah, I remember when it came out and it 
like hearing about this movie that had a ridiculous title. But I didn't know that he was in it. I didn't know yeah. any respectable actors were in it. Oh, it's fucking Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Coors. Coors. The Banquet Bear. See, we sound exactly alike. <laughs> uh, you got the Sams? I do. So the first submission that we have, so the whole thing, because we haven't actually said what this is, um, on the last episode, Sam mentioned that he was unaware of any songs. He had never heard of any song with his name in the title, which we were actually incorrect. Oh, uh, yeah. Electric Uncle Sam. We do know that for, by Primus. And uh, I'm in a band who plays a fucking song that has Sam in it. Oh. Toucan Son of Sam. Toucan Son of Sam. Which is called Serial Killer, actually, but Toucan Son of Sam's like, ah, fuck. And Marie brought that one to my attention. Interesting. Like, oh, shit, I'm in the band that has it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, and it was incorrect, but still, we are for pretty much forever open to suggestions of whatever songs that have Sam's name in it that you think is worth sending over to us. So this is round one, we'll call so it. So, the yeah, round one, the first batch of submissions, uh, the first person to send it over, the man himself, Travis Harpster, uh, he sent over the meat puppets, or I'm sorry, meat puppets. The meat puppets. Not the meat puppets. Just meat puppets. Why is it? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot oh, because of my phone case. It fucks you. My case on my phone doesn't allow things to happen. Here we go. What's this song called? Sam. Just Sam? By Meat Puppets. And I only know one song by them, and it sounds nothing like this. I played it for you. And yeah, when I, I wake up in the morning. I had no idea what the Meat Puppets were going to sound like. But this is crazy. Fast. And it's two guys doing it. I genuinely enjoy this, though. <clears throat> this is a total, like, 90s sound. Total 90s. And I get down with it. I like it. It's, it's enjoyable. I liked it. Me. So, yeah, I think that's a... For, good submission for the, for the first submission <clears throat> great job kudos to you mr harpster <coughs> jesus christ i don't Man. know what's happening to me michelle's throat is <laughs> fucked up there's water you want ha- some water i've been drinking drink a lot. some water i've had a whole glass and a Wait, half already is that vodka <laughs> no i'm not allowed to have alcohol mm. in the house because you could, of you if you drank vodka <clears throat> you could put the vodka in water bottles and no one would know i'm not an alcoholic so i don't need to do that Sure. All right. <laughs> so then we got some submissions from Long Dong Tom Jeffries. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. I bet he's so embarrassed right now that <laughs> you just called him Long Dong Tom Jeffries. I was like, what can I say that rhymes with Tom? <laughs> Oh, long dog. <laughs> okay, sorry. So this is... <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Anne-Marie, but she's probably like, fuck yeah. Um, This is the Sam song. This was the first suggestion. Um, This is probably my favorite. Sam, 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 <laughs> Sam. What? Sam. Yes. 
Sam. What? Sam, 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 <laughs> Sam, 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 <laughs> Sam, 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 Sam. I'm going to go into work tomorrow with this plan on my phone. Sam, 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 Sam. <laughs> Sorry, I can't turn it off Sam, yet. Hold on. Sam, Sam, Not because I know something's going to happen, just because Sam, I don't feel like Sam, I'm ready yet. Sam, Sam. Ready for the next one? Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to stop listening to the song. I wasn't ready for that. Um... Do you want to listen to the other ones? Because you weren't as... Yes. With the good, we have to take the bad. Okay, so here's Bing Crosby and Dean Martin, Sam's song. Oh, boy. This is a live performance from the Martin and Lewis show. I think it's just sad. It's not my bag. Classic old crooner. Here's a happy tune. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Stewart's dancing around. You love to croon like a buffoon. Hey, Dean. Play that Sam song. All right. I love Sam song. Play Sam song. Mary. Mary. Play Sam song. My teacher says when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Well, your teacher's full of snot. That was from Rocker's Modern Life, which I then realized later in life, they really wanted to say, well, your teacher's full of shit. But they couldn't, because it's a kid's show. So they said snot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. So the next song, um, since we're talking about fun, is a song called Psycho Sam. That's fitting. By Jeff Beck. Except the song's not fitting for me at all. Ugh. No, Sam, this is perfect for like when you go to the club. Ugh. I do not like electronic music. Not my thing in any way, shape, or form. There's this one song that just kind of reminds me of that I like a lot. It's like, going to the party, gonna set it off. Uh, I like that song. We didn't make it this far last time. I think I just went into the future and just fast forwarded a chunk into time. Yeah, what's it called? Psycho Sam? Psycho Sam. I'm Psycho Sam, and my name is Sam. I got one giant hand. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm a fire starter. Freaky fire starter. Or the real version. You see a fan inside at the side of the road. <laughs> it says 15 miles to the... I was going to do the Weird Al version, by the way. I've got a silly haircut. Such a stupid haircut. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Out like gout. Not fun. Don't say no, no. Shake it by wheel. Shake it bomb bomb. Shake it bomb bomb. Shake it bomb bomb. <laughs> I forgot that song existed. Insane, and then uh, we have an, a, a list that was posted like a whole. Oh, list. fuck that! You do so, the work and you send us the song that you enjoy, you don't send us a goddamn list. So, I mean, this I'm is talking tons to you. Of stuff. So, yeah, if you have any uh, submissions, Chris. some actual <laughs> submissions, uh, definitely share them with us because I think the idea of that is fun in general. 
to explore the songs that have Sam's name in them. Don't you think, Sam? I think so. I am thinking as well. Don't forget to plug that back in because uh, you're going to need that once we get to these things that we typically do every week called uh, questions. So I think we're to the point of the podcast where it's uh, time to go over some questions. Oh, when a question comes along, you must answer. Oh, when a question comes along, you must answer. Questions. A question's good. Questions. <laughs> All right, so Sam, why did you choose this album? That guitar is broken as shit from that time I fell on it in the podcast. Okay. Remember that? I do. Anyway, what was your question? <laughs> why did you choose this album? Uh, I d- d- don't have a real good reason. It just fucking popped into my head. I d- d- don't have a reason. It just popped into Fuck my Fuck you, okay? Are you scared to answer these questions, Sam? I hate the fucking questions. Not really. I don't, I don't have a good reason why I chose this. I just It just popped in my head and I went, oh, I fucking love that album. Hey, let's give it to her. Is it because you thought it would be easier than other metal? No, it was just, nope, I it was like literally, this. I need an album. This popped into my head. She's getting it. All right. Pretty fucking simple. Jesus. More than usual. Why'd you say Jesus? You're like, pretty fucking simple, bitch. No, that's not how I said it all, but uh-huh. I could say it. It would sound more like this. Pretty fucking simple, well, bitch. I mean, no matter how it sounds, the back of your hand went in the air, and I know what that means. So, um, on to the next question. That means I'm going like this. I la, 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 la. What do you think I thought when you gave this to me? I don't think you had much of an opinion, because you didn't really know anything. You might have remembered Dig. I think maybe you were thought, like, ah, metal album, but whatever. I don't think it hit you like some other albums did when I said them. I mean, it definitely didn't hit you like ICP did. I think that everything that you have said is true. Like, I remember Dig. I know that I know Dig. um, But I don't really know anything about them. So it was just like uh, another metal album. But I didn't really know exactly what it was going to be. So, yeah. Um, So how many? do you know how many times you listened to it this last week? Uh, Maybe four or five. But this is is one of those albums that's ingrained into me. Every time I re-listen, like once a year, I'll start listening to it again, mm-hmm. and it's it's right back to where I was. And like I remember every guitar riff, I remember every word. It's just, it's in my blood. Well, and you said that I think you said earlier that there were songs like the interludes and things that you didn't listen to at all this last week. You would say, oh no, I've no. This is the and we even faded out on this one, so I haven't mm-hmm. listened to the full album. Since it came out, you faded out on another one as well, yeah. like halfway through. Yeah. So technically, I've never listened to this album completely, but until now, no, because we still didn't do it now. Because oh, that's true. That completely, completely. So I have, and you haven't. Yes, I probably did when it first came out because I at least had to hear what I didn't like. Is that really giving it service, but though? I mean, do I you just... think that that's fair for for the podcast? The, the whole reason that we're doing this. Probably not, but I really can't handle it. And I knew I couldn't handle it. And But I listened to it. I listened to it four times, yeah, which that's... means I listened to all of those interludes four yeah, it's times. It's good for you. <laughs> Is 
it because you didn't. I knew and, what they and were. I had to. I knew what they but were. But you said you'd never listen to it completely. I'm sure I have because there's got to be a You're sure point you where I fucking decided I didn't like it. Uh huh. And if I'm listening to it at work on the stereo, I don't. I probably just let it play, and but I'm ignoring it. Well, what's your least favorite song on the album? My least favorite song is Pharmacopoeia. Which sounds. I think that a makes sense because like that was the one that you I said s- that you thought was just kind of the cheapest, yeah. vocally at least. Vocally, I like the music a lot. I just think the the lyrics for as deep as the lyrics get on other parts of this album, as much as they're felt, just this one seems like not a bad song. Just doesn't seem like one that came from his heart as much, even though it probably did because he's dealt with depression mm-hmm. and probably took all those fucking things that he's mentioned. Oh, yeah. And talks about how, like, the only way he escapes is getting fucked up, which I'm sure that is straight from his heart, but for some reason it just doesn't come through in the lyrics or the vocals to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why. All I still right. like the song. Yeah. So. So no songs, like, really jumped out at me other than the interludes at, as being just, like, trash um so kudos to them good job um but i do have to say that i believe that my least favorite the only one that really kind of stood out as being one that the one that i think that i knew is is severed and i think it's because of the vocals and i think it's kind of more towards like the second half of the song okay And yeah, it almost has like, yeah, it just, it just isn't my sound. It's almost a little sloppy here and I never noticed it. Oh, here, I love this part. It's motherfucking bullshit. Life. <laughs> this is a song that my mom and I bonded over. I know. <laughs> so, but this is, yeah, that one resonated the least with me. Resignated? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the next question, it, my it, love? It resigned my insides. <laughs> Do you know what your most favorite track is on the album, since I know that you like a lot of these songs very much? Yeah, but there's one that still, like, really fucking grabs me, and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is an amazing song. Okay. And it has to be Nothing to Gain. When I think of this album, I think of this song. It's got everything in it. It's got a funk sound in it. It's got the heavy subparts in it. Yeah, it's, it's about a serial killer, which is my jams. The song's all over the place. Yeah. I definitely the drums. I definitely enjoy the groove that happens later, for sure. This uh, this song, while I still think it's musically awesome, the lyrics are awesome. It also just there's a feeling. It just takes me back. For this time in my life and like Kent and I obsessing over this band it just feels good this is the one of the I don't know in this part it's so fucking heavy yeah and a drum just hitting that bass drum constantly which is not normal yeah yeah it makes sense yeah. it's not a bad song love it And I think it's a great example of everything they do. Like, if you were like, give me an example on that album of what the whole album is like. like all right, here you go. This has 
sections of this song are in the entire rest of the album, and maybe not each song does that, but mm-hmm. there you go. What are you going to choose? So my most favorite track, uh, I will say my second to most favorite track is, uh, I- I've never disliked Dig, and I think that it is like really kind of like friendly to pull you in. I think yeah. it is a really good song to pull you in. And it's a meme lately. Is it? Oh, yeah. The you know the cat meme that's been going around for like a month now it seems oh yeah the it's got the girl has got a picture of cud over her face and then the cat his head is put on the body of the bass player and it says like dig breding because you see breding all the time for that yeah but anyway what are you gonna choose sorry. My favorite track, I went with Internal Primates Forever. Ooh, and a I th- fucking good song. I think it's because the bass from the get-go, it surprised me. It was the song that I listened to that first kind of, and not from the very beginning, it's when the bass kind of gets a little funkier. Oops, sorry. Let's see if we can go to the center. You can hear it there, too. There's some slap bass going on there. Yeah, but I'm not into any of the stuff that I've heard so far. Like the raw and then the uh, stuff. That? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is a band, too. That they it, could... This kind of surprised me. This kind of turned, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they were capable of something like this. Like, I didn't know this sort of thing was going to be happening. Jeez, you, you played the song that you liked way longer. It's um, because you said you didn't like the parts that I played, so when it got past the part that I think you didn't like... Well, when like, it very first started, and it was like... I don't know. It w- went from, like, really super aggressive into fucking bare-naked <laughs> man. <laughs> Steve Johnson? That wasn't his name. Steven something. <laughs> we are awful. Do I need to care about this guy, though? No, you I don't. mean, is it worth it? Is it worth it to care that much about... I'm trying to find his name and drag it out, but I can't. <laughs> Stephen Page. Stephen Page. So, yeah, Internal Primates Forever, I would say, would be my most favorite. Gotcha. I suppose. Um, How old were you when you first started listening to this? When it came out. All right. And that was? 2000. So I would have been. We talked about this. You would have been like 13. Because it came out in August. Going into freshman. So right before you turned. Actually, 15. You were 14. Okay. It's 14. Getting ready to be fifteen. I'm the day it came out, not the day, but the year it came out. So, how did you originally feel about this? The like when you first put this in, loved it, whole thing. Yep. I don't think at that point I was listening to whole albums that much, mm-hmm. so I was probably picking and choosing, probably doing like Dig, Internal Primates, Forever, Nothing to Gain, probably the singles as I described them. But yeah, I, I don't remember not enjoying things from this album. Okay. I don't think that was ever a thing, except for the interludes. That's true. That makes sense. Would you recommend this today? Yes. I'd recommend it to just about anyone. I think it's got stuff in it that someone could grab onto, mm-hmm. and then and then they might start appreciating other things about it. Yeah. So, uh, I would not listen to this again. I didn't expect you to. Um, But I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. But I don't think that it's bad. Like, I, I think that, to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised by it. There was more groove to it than I expected, that's for sure. Because I didn't expect any groove. 
So I liked it more than I thought that I would. That's what I was hoping for. I kind of thought that might happen, that you would be shocked as to how musical it actually was mm-hmm. and not balls out metal the whole time. So I totally give it props for that. But yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah. So I don't plan on listening to it again. Um, But now it's your turn to be, you know, given something. I don't want to give you something, Sam. Okay. I'm here with open arms. Really? Except they're behind me. <laughs> okay. Um. So I was trying to think who sang open arms. Was that Steve Perry? I don't know. So now I'll come to you. No, that sounds like Rod Oh, yeah, that's Perry. That's him. I know it because Mariah Carey covered it. Uh. I knew that first. Okay, so I've talked about this on the podcast. Um, And I, I'm not going to beat around the bush because I'm just going to tell you what it is. We are going to watch a movie. And we're, we're going to utilize that Disney Plus membership. And Sam... You are going to watch Sister Act 2 back in the habit. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Sister Act. Sister Act 2. Two. Back in the habit. The only movie that you could ever bring up two on is Terminator. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. There are other cases. There are lists on the internet that there are other movies where the second one is considered better than the first. I wonder if Evil Dead 2 is liked more. Anyway. Okay, Sister Act 2, back in the habit. And technically this episode will come out right before my birthday, so this will kind of be my birthday episode, so that's kind of why I also decided to do this. So yeah, we're going to watch a fucking movie starring Whoopi Goldberg. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I've seen one Whoopi movie, it was Jumpin' Jack Flash. I've never seen that. Did you see that one where she was in a movie with a T-Rex? And I think she was like a basketball coach or something. There's like a T-Rex that played basketball. I don't remember. I could be mixing two things together. Fuck you're talking. She was definitely in a movie with a dinosaur. Anyway, we'll talk about it next episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We are a couple of critics podcast. We're on uh, we're on social media platforms. We're on Instagram. We're on the Facebook. The Facebook. You can tell your friends. You can rate us. You can tell us to eat dung. You can tell us to pull mud veins out of shrimp little buttholes and just slurp them down. While everyone else is eating the shrimp, you can be like, you guys, you guys just deserve to eat poop shoots. I just want the mud vein. We hate you. Eat poop shoots. And keep sending Sam songs. And please, yeah, keep sending Sam songs. We appreciate it. We appreciate everyone who listens. We are idiots. We're constantly wrong. We have brain farts. And we get irritated with each other. Because we're a couple. You start your own podcast and see how many brain farts you have. It's, it's shocking <laughs> how when you're put on the spot, your brain, how often your brain just goes blank. And it's like, I know this. What is wrong with me? Yeah. I know better. Yep. So fuck off. Because, because you think when you listen to it, you're yelling at us, dude. Please. I'm immediately like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Thanks. We appreciate you. Bye bye. Watch this track two back in the habit and get ready for next week. Woo!